Blog Talk Radio. Few 
dudes are rough, but they were doing they sharp, man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any soul off. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Noble Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. All right, very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Peace, family. Welcome back. Please settle in, get comfortable. You are going to be treated to a phenomenal Phenomenal show tonight. All right? So definitely make yourself comfortable and right at home. All right, y'all? Shout out to the chat. Chat is open. Let the family get in. Uh, Again, waiting on my co-host. Should be passing through any second now. All right, y'all? Get some things situated. All right. Yes, and for the family, um, family that got Twitter accounts, you know what I'm saying, you can actually do us a favor and tweet the show. For the family that got the Facebook accounts, you could definitely put a posting on your status. Let them know that you are on the air with KTL Radio. KTL Records, that's coming next. KTL Radio. And you definitely are rocking with the best. All right, so we in the building. Welcome back. Welcome back. I don't know my co-host. He coming. Brother's actually out of state right now. Preparing for a lecture tomorrow in Tennessee. So he definitely should be coming through any second. All right, y'all. So tonight's program, we have prepared a very, very special program, very timely program, uh, one that is right on time. The family has been consistently asking, when is Brother Obar coming back? When is Brother Obar coming back? So being that the world, the population, you know what I'm saying, the, uh, the Internet, the chatter seems to be everyone's talking about magic. You know, everyone is trying to make sense and decipher this ritual that was seen by billions, if not, you know, maybe millions. I don't know if it was billions. I don't really know the stats on how many people clocked into this particular game or what have you. But nonetheless, you know, it is one of the most talked about stories collectively in the media cycle. I don't know if it's dissipated and then replaced by uh, Barack Obama's 
skeet shooting. I don't know if that uh has kind of knocked it off of his axis, but nonetheless, you know, it definitely was a phenomenal, monumental show. Okay, a very um, majestical showing, nonetheless. And we're gonna run through exactly how we interpret what it is that we saw. Okay. Like I said, just give it a second, family. And I'm going to wait for the red pill to be showing up any seconds. All right. In the meantime, let me go to a commercial. It's been a while since we uh, got to these commercials. So definitely let's do this. Let's jump into a word from our sponsor. All right, let me make sure that the brother is still on deck with us. Give me one second, y'all. Chill. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today. Yes, indeed. Peace to the family. Peace, like I said, please get situated. Everyone is settling in. Co-host should be calling in any second now. All right, y'all. And with no further ado, call it from the three four seven six five zero. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to hey. God. What's going on? It's good. You sound kind of different. You know that that grid got you laid back. Nah, I'm in the library. <laughs> In the library, yeah, but I'm in the college library right now, so I can't can't be too bold. I'm looking for a room. Pillars on the light symbol. Wow. Huh? I said they got the red pillar on the light symbol. Your fire's on the light symbol. Nah, can't nah, turn nah. up. I'm finna, I'm finna turn it up. Finna turn. I'm finna turn it up for the bit. But uh, peace to the family. You know what I mean? Welcome. You know the last radio part of me for my tardiness. We're on Central Time over here. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah, let them know where you're at. Let them know what you're getting into. Um, Right now I'm in Tennessee. Tennessee? And, yeah, it's not Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> this is, um, hold on. Tennessee? Yes, indeed, family, we are broadcasting live and direct from the Sankofa Cafe here in the frigid Bronx, New York, okay? 
1789 Southern Boulevard, okay? This is on the corner of 174th and Boston Road. All right? Like I said, Seven Heaven Seamoss is in the building. Shout out to our brother, Jock Conscious, for holding down the juice bar. You know what I'm saying? Whipping up the mean mixes. The mean mixes on deck. All right? There will be a grand opening here this weekend, Saturday. Oh, no. That's not this weekend, is it? February 16th. My bad. That's next weekend. So, you know, if you're not doing nothing, then you definitely want to get acquainted with some positive vibes in the community. You know what I'm saying? You want to support the local melanated business, you know, yeah. who is pretty much diversifying an entire neighborhood. It's like a food desert. There's nothing out here that people can substantially call, quote, unquote, food. You know what I'm saying? But his brothers put his best foot forward. Like we said, right next door is a gift shop where they have an insurmountable amount of gifts, you know, cultural gifts or what have you, comedic chess boards, all of the statues, pool, all set, uh, everything. Anything that you could think of, they got it on deck. If they don't got it, they could get their hands on it, you know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, you know, open, they got the, the juice bar, you know, they got vegan pastries here and everything. It's the real deal. So, Sun Kofa Cafe, all right, 1789 Southern Boulevard. Shout out to the BX. You heard? Yeah, man. So, I want to give a shout out to, what's the name of this college? Middle Tennessee State University. University, You know what I mean? I want to give a shout out to the brothers and sisters here. Um, Middle Tennessee State, that's what you said? Not Tennessee, brother. This is college students. I said said Tennessee. I ain't say Tennessee, bro. All right. Yeah, yeah. Memphis, Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? I'm in Nashville. You know, I was getting familiar with some country music earlier. You know what I mean? I, yeah, they, they got some rhythm going on with the country music. But, um. I'm not. Country music pops. Yeah, that shit is definitely. It's an extension of the blues, man. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some brothers and sisters, I want to give a shout out to the Sankofa movement, uh, and Cash Cow Entertainment. You know what I mean? How about that? They All bought right. the red pill. Yeah, they, they, they extended a, a, a open invitation. For the uh, KTL, for the Notaledge family to um, come down for Black History Month and, uh, you know, drop some knowledge on the students and whatnot. So I'm here. I'm in the building. Uh, I'm doing the Illuminated Agenda 2013 Part 1 because they also have A.A. Rashid coming down here at the end of the month. So End of the month? End of the month. So, you know, I'm coming here. You know what I mean? I'm going to warm it up for the brother, you know what I'm saying, roll out that maroon carpet. Uh, I'm going to be talking about, you know, these are college students, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so the illuminated agenda is basically um, targeting those in the student body who consider themselves 
illuminated. You know what I'm saying? If your lights are out, we don't really we don't really have nothing to say to you at this moment. We are you I'm targeting the uh the youth that are out here that um are basically awake or rather awakening or rather in search of the truth or search of some kind of truth. So this is gonna be a very interesting fun lecture. It's gonna be real hip hop based because that's the frequency that they identify with. You know what I mean? Just with the all of the research that I've been doing preparing for this lecture, I, I haven't I didn't even realize and I didn't even notice that the uh that the hip hop in the hip hop world they sending out so many signals who's responsible for this here it's an explosion of consciousness going on in the hip hop industry right I can give a hoot about whatever you you know Puritan charlatans got to say when y'all see Riri with a Nefertiti tattoo y'all try to bomb on her like that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day you dig what I'm saying because. I don't know, maybe because I'm left-handed, I'm able to see the glass half full rather than half empty, but I could do something with that, and I'm going to do something with that tomorrow, you know what I mean? So if you're in the Tennessee area, you know what I'm saying, or if you're anywhere in the area, you could be in the A, you know what I'm saying? You can jump in the Caprice and, and keep it pushing and come on down the same way that the brothers and sisters represented when we were in PG County. A lot of the KTL listeners imparted me to this last minute. It was so much stuff going on that we were planning this, and I didn't even realize it was right around the corner. But, you know, sometimes we just have to improvise. You know what I mean? We are in the quickening, so, you know, the family could get things done real quick. But um, if y'all in the area, tomorrow at Middle Tennessee University, we will be pre presenting at 7 p.m. at the Cyber Cafe. Uh, we are definitely going in. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be free food. There's going to be vending. There's going to be music, open mic, similar to what we did last year, bro. It's almost the same feeling. Oh, the only difference yeah. is, is shout yeah, out college. PG County, I believe. Yeah, uh, shout out to PG Dr. County. Lamar Johnson was through there today. So definitely shout Word. out to Jermaine. Shout out to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same I was trying to figure out who it was. It was Umar. Yeah, that's a good look. I, I'm looking forward to going back there. Um, this college appears to be a little bigger. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? I'm taking pictures and whatnot, but it's a good look nonetheless. You know, I'm ready to enroll. Shoot. I wish they offered me a professor gig. I'll pack up. Indeed. <laughs> oh, shout out to... Um... KT the off degree, he actually just started school the other day too. He enrolled himself oh. into a program. Oh. oh, beautiful. That's what's up. Yeah. That is what's so. up. Yeah, man, like this whole college thing right here, it is um it's not it's not what it uh you know it's so much stuff available. It's so much you know what I mean, it's so many it's so much uh they just throwing everything. I'm surprised that there's not groups of lecturers like jumping out of these colleges. And if there's not groups of lecturers, you know, like the young guards, now I'm surprised that we don't have like a whole fort of young college scholars that are taking the information to another level. But for those lecturers that are established, right, we have to utilize these college campuses 
as our incubators. Like, we have to utilize these college campuses as our jump ground. This, this is where they at. This is where the future is. It's like when Umar came on the show and was talking about the it's, it's all about the elders, but it's also all about the babies. It's about the youth at the end of the day. Like, we got to plug into these areas. We have to plug into these campuses and take advantage of the uh, the libraries that they have, the computers that they have, the young um, the minds that are here, the young smart minds that are here. They don't, and, and a lot of them are not even they're not even being exposed to the type of information that the Facebook scholars are holding on to. Get off of Facebook and get up in these colleges. Real talk. Teach these teach right. these babies, man. Even if they showed um, Hidden Colors 1 and 2 yesterday and it was a packed audience, people were walking out of there enlightened. So my job is going to be very easy tomorrow. I'm going to just pick up where they, where they left off. I'm going into the hip-hop because I don't, you know, Hidden Colors didn't really dwell, delve into this hip-hop thing. So, you know, my thing is Illuminati or Illuminated? That's the question of the day. You know what I'm saying? You decide. You you want to throw Kanye and Rihanna and Chris Brown and Tiger and all of them? They represent and they got the culture. They put it in front of millions. They have embraced the culture. You don't own uh, the culture. You know, it's not perfect, okay? It's not perfect. It's not I know. Perfect. They, they're not speaking medunetur. And, no, you, you don't know? own the culture. You can't they, tell... I came into the door stepping on their right and not their left. They're disrespecting the ancestors and they're not doing it right. Yeah, so therefore, put it, put it, they said something about Rihanna was smoking a blunt and went on the Rolling Stone thing where she had the um, Nefertiti tat. How many friggin' ciphers I've been in with you, conscious Negro? Stop it. Like, y'all don't smoke. Like, what are we doing here? What are we going to do? We casting stones now? At the end of the day, it's not about who they sleeping with, what toilet paper they use. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not concerned with all of that. I just know that they are making this job very easy, okay? You don't own Nefertiti. You don't own the King Tut's image. Nobody owns that, all right? You wasn't saying nothing when the crackers was running wild with it. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't burn down the damn museum when they was running around with the Tut exhibit. So stop playing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just stop being miserable. Right. Learn to take the information and learn to take what popular culture is doing and learn how to utilize it and make it work for yourself. I, I'm, and I'm not being preachy right now. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it helps. Real talk. It really does help. Because I'm able to talk to the sisters about all set now. I'm able to say, no, nah, that's not ISIS, that's all set. I'm able to talk to them about Kemet because uh, uh, the little skinny dude, Tiger, is running around with the King Tut imagery on him. Right. It's, it's easier now. Yeah, and he's so, doing it up. God damn, right, he's, he's doing, doing it. Up. <laughs> he's going in. Conscious closing line, step your game up, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. Wait, huh? Is it? I don't know <laughs> what what closet them stylists is pulling his threads from. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like that's my babies, though. You know, them your babies, bro. Hold on. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what they be talking about in New York, but your boy started the conscious clothing shit. Like, you know what I mean? Let's let's not get it twisted. Okay. So that was you when I speak. Yeah, it was me, Kings County. Don't you make I'll t-shirts? 
<laughs> we could we could call and date all you other niggas just like doing lectures. Doesn't he just make T-shirts? I know. <laughs> Doesn't he just make clothing? What is he doing? Out of your boundaries. But um, you know, it's a good look. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what it is, man. I I, I just I'm, I'm excited that I'm working. I feel like I've been out of work for a minute. So hey, no doubt, no doubt. We have uh, exhausted the first 25 minutes of the show, you know what I'm saying? And I don't mean that we wasted it. I mean, you know, we've been chopping it up, and our guest is actually in the building. So we are going to be doing the Super Bowl recap in the midst of the show as well. You know what I'm saying? I'll be pointing out some tidbits or what have you. Um, And, you know, only thing that I want to say before we even begin is that if nothing else, family, it was a very, very interesting ride. I said from day one, the 44s were stacked on both sides, okay? Explain what it was. This was a mirror effect. This was a whole aspect of a twinning energy, you know what I'm saying? It was it was dualism at its finest, okay? We called it before the show even kicked off, and that's what it rolled out to be, Um Everything nah, down that, that, to yeah, that was legendary. That's the greatest show on earth, right there. You know, yeah, uh, you at know, the end of the day, y'all can say what y'all exactly, want to say. Yeah. I heard somebody you say want? on face, huh? What happened? You heard him say what? Nah, I ain't gonna say nothing. I gotta stop repeating what people say on Facebook. It's like A.A. Rashid said. Studies show Facebook causes depression. And a lot of depressed yeah. people be on Facebook. So if I'm repeating shit that I read, I'm just repeating depressed statuses and people that are fucking, like, they probably don't even got TVs. And no offense to nobody that don't have a, a tube because, you know, it, it's months where I don't even have TV and I don't care for TV. But I'm just saying, it, yeah. so. it don't even, yeah, it, it doesn't even, there's nothing really out there on TV. But. You know, if people are on Facebook expressing the fact that, you know, the lights are out and things, don't, you know, come on, dude. Like, don't, you know what I mean? People get mad because you're talking about the NFL. Not you per se or me. I'm just saying in general from threads that I read. Oh, you know, of course. It was a wonderful display of esoteric uh, energy. It was a wonderful display of sportsmanship. It's a wonderful display of prophecies that you laid out for weeks that you were building on. It was a wonderful hey, display. It was, it was no. prophecies fulfilled, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know. Yeah, I'm going to say this before we begin. Let me just get this shit out the way real quick. I don't give two hoots about how somebody wants to spend 1322, I done heard all these fuck, oh, excuse me, part itself, all these colorful excuses and these grandiose explanations about what the meaning of 1322 is, that shit is the law of 44, okay? And anybody who can't see that, you know, that shit is just What can hate. you say? Yeah, yeah can, like, I mean, we dedicate the this day, show like, to you. What, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You need to wipe your bifocals off. So the law of forty four kicked in. Verse? Like I don't know, could we find that in the Bible thirteen twenty two? Like what is, is that a Sora? Like what is that? Other than four four, 
lights went out. And then when the lights went out and it came back on, that's when the real game started after the fourth four. Huh? Right, because as it was prophesied, what? Huh? I said the Scorpio would make his Haru stance, his meteoric rise, okay? His comeback. He will make his ascension. He will make his comeback. He has to rise from the ashes. He had to be down the first quarter or the first half, for that matter, okay, because this was all about halves and holes and quarters and what have you. So the first half had to transpire the way it had to transpire. This all went according to script. Yep. And I don't care what nobody say. He was supposed to win that game. Yeah. That last play, they got jerked on. You can say what you want. Homie was pulling. He was holding on that dude. Like, he was supposed to win that game. He was supposed to get the touchdown the first play when they was on that motherfucking line. When dude, he was running, and the whole line was running with him, and he threw the shit. I don't know what was on his mind. But I understand that they was trying to run the clock down and things. But they, he was supposed to get that touchdown at that point. And if he if he were to get that touchdown, we all know where the game was going. The, the shit was playing out the way that it was written. Okay? Yeah. But those dark nights, you know what I mean? So, that set energy. Those black ravens, you know, they persevered. Remember my song? Black ravens swerving. Hope of crack havens urban. Mules and mirages. I'm a first-hand witness to the horrors like betrayers. Fuck how they portray us. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you, you couldn't have written, you couldn't have wrote, have written a better play-by-play beforehand. I already put it out there. You're a legend. I don't, I don't you know. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put, I'm putting DVD together where I'm releasing. You know what I'm saying? The full script, you know what I mean. Uh, I got that. Uh, trust me, I got a whole bunch of new slides. You know what I'm saying. And that's the thing. I will say this. You know what I did walk away learning is that when it comes to quote unquote predictions, you should really wait into right before them games begins because information keeps coming. It keeps piling in. You know what I'm saying. It keeps, keeps, keeps all these variables have, you know, they were mutating certain things. Now, I'm not saying that I mutated along with it. I knew what I was looking at, and I was like, no, I'm steadfast. I know what's supposed to happen. Certain things didn't transpire at the end. I'm not to blame for that, family, okay? Them niggas got jerked. you seen it. Nah, they did. But I also, they did get jerked. also, I also said, what? What did I say on the Sunday post? And I think I'm going to have to read that for the family just so you could get an understanding of how this thing plays out. And this will be a perfect segue into what it is that we're talking about here tonight, okay? This is what took place, all right? Because this is all about energy, okay? We are a universe that are made on energy. Everything is energy. If you want to dispute that, you know what I'm saying, you're on the wrong block talk show. There's a bunch of other kooks out there that you could do well up in their chat rooms talking crazy. But you can't argue with me that this is a universe comprised on energy, the vibration and the movement of energy. So all of these players, all of these teams, all of these names, all of these numbers have numeric vibration. They have hmm? resonance. They got resonance. You know what I'm saying? They got a frequency. 
and we can yes. identify what those particular frequencies are, all right? And the system that we use to identify those set particular frequencies is gematria, and gematria can best be described as geometry. It's a counting system. As you calibrated here on this particular planet, you came in at a particular angle, all right? That's geometry. So your name, your date of birth, all of those things carry a vibration with them. And Brother Ra Kuda Cosmocrat, he's able to deduce what the numbers and the geometry is on the birthday by taking, you know what I'm saying, said numbers and putting it through a system. People like Sister Dorothy are able to take your name and deduce said energy based on the numerics of your name, which your mama named you, okay? Now what you named yourself when you came on Facebook, my nigga? even though there's a frequency to carry to that too. And we have shown numerous times, she's came on the show and showed you that the red and the blue pill mean exactly what the red and the blue pill mean. All right? So with that being said, I'm going to just read this real quick. This is called taking the church. And so it is. Here we are. And all the players are present for the biggest ritual on earth. It involves God, Yahweh, Christ, Mary, Joseph, all the saints in one big altar where the black magicians patiently await their sacrifice. Ray Lewis, okay, Ray Lewis is resonating strongly with Yahweh energy, okay? Not only has he invoked the name of Yahweh constantly in his campaign for glory, all right, but using the Kabbalistic system of gematria, we are able to see that his Jersey number, his outer skin, his outer flesh, his outer garb, his jersey number, number 52, equals Yahweh, spelled out. When you spell the name of Yahweh out, it equals 52 in the gematria, okay? Kabbalistically, for that matter, you know. And his name also holds Yahweh energy. You know, his first name and his last name, Ray Lewis, Okay? When you add up the attributes of that particular name, it also comes out to Yahweh or Elohim or the Lord God, all right? So you got the Lord God, Yahweh, Elohim, on his inner garb, resonating with his jersey on his outer garb, okay? Coming from Baltimore, all right? And we know that that, you know, resonates with, of course, the Lord and everything and and the landlord and uh, Baal and all of those things that we already can see and decipher, okay? If we take MD from the Maryland, of course, that equals 44, you know what I'm saying? Should you take the vows out of Maryland and it's Moreland? That's another story. I ain't getting into that one, all right? So that right there in itself is an unprecedented correlation of mythical proportions, especially for someone who comes under so much scrutiny for his unexplained talent, i.e. the deer antler controversy. Now that's putting the horns on God. What happens when you put the horns on Saul? He turns into Set, his brother. Okay? That number also resonates with the word Ben, which means son, as S-O-N, right? And the number resonates with the word Tipperith, which means the S-U-N sun, which is the six sephira of the tree of life, the same energy that Tupac emanates. He equals Tipperah. Okay? So he hails from Mary's land, 
Maryland, and he's playing in the land of Mary, Mary Laveau to be exact, right? So when the Saints, the San Francisco Friars of St. Francis of Assisi, i.e. the San Francisco 49ers, come marching in into the home of the Saints, they will be held by Colin Kaepernick. The Scorpion Prodigy experiences meteoric rise to fame. The Phoenix, or the rising sun from the Golden State, who's repping the Golden Gate. Now, he Kabbalistically equals the number 876, which means the Prince of Peace, okay, which explains his Christ energy shining through. Now, the fact that both of these players have constantly invoked God into the collective consciousness of the populace is not up for dispute. The question is why and what does it have to do with the outcome of Sunday night's game, all right? He even went to the lengths of having scripture scrawled over his frame to bring attention to his beliefs. So in accordance with his name and his personage, 876, it also equals the word foul, F-O-W-L, or the game bird, right? Now, anyone can look at his beak and they can see the, the Haru connections. He got a Hulk beak or what have you. But his name also means the fowl, the game bird, all right? Now, the game bird or the fowl is normally the one selected for the sacrifice, okay? Christ makes the ultimate sacrifice, and New Orleans is the ultimate altar. St. Assisi is the one most revered saints because he was the first one to experience stigmata, the evidence of Christ's sacrifice for the world's sins. You understand? And when you take the 49ers, and you understand that four and nine is seven squared, seven times seven, you go to Kabbalah, you go to the definition of 77, and you see the 77 equals sacrifice, okay? His number also equates to Joseph, all right, the father of the Christ. And funny enough, um, you know, the quarterback that he was playing against was named Joe or Joseph. So all of these dudes had mirror connections and correlating energies or what have you. In this mystical matchup, we are seeing the energies of the Father versus the Son, light versus the dark, the morals versus the church, and the grand old sacrifice being coronated by none other than Queen Bee, Beyonce Knowles, returning to her Creole roots in Louisiana. The silvery moon is casting a reflection of a sun principle in Scorpio. As the bird of death descends, time for an offering. Okay. Brad, your line is open. Yeah, I know. I mean, my interpretation of what you just read sounds like that homie was going to get served on a plate or a platter. Hey, you know, like I said, what I did was I offered the information. I laid it out for everyone, and I told them, how I arrived to my conclusion. You can see things differently than how I seen it. I saw something that was resonating a little stronger where I felt homie was supposed to pull it off. You dig what I'm saying? And I'm going to leave it at that. Another interesting okay. point to show you the dualism and the connections and the correlations, Ray Lewis, very first tackle. Okay, we know that he came into the game with 44 tackles in the postseason. His very first tackle in his, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in his very first season was on Jim Harbaugh. 
The Colts mm. were the 49ers who wore number four. Uh, his jersey was number four. He played for the Colts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So how how is that for a mind twist for you? Like the way that they kept connecting and, and correlating and crisscrossing and what have you. And then I ain't even know that they had the dude playing on the team that they made the movie Blindside about. Mm. Which is another crazy connection and correlation, being that one of the main themes of that night was, you know, a blind man, Baron Somney, Stevie Wonder. So let's get into the description of this show so we can get directly into this. And yeah, let's do it. Feeling some of these layers back since you want to talk about magic. Join Noble Ledge Radios. We welcome back Brother Oba for an eye-opening episode. They say... In the land of the blind, the one in the one eye man is king. Tonight, we will explore the benefits of looking at the world through the first eye, often referred to as the third eye. This gift of sight is not readily available to all and abused by some, leading to the calcification of sight and the loss of direction when traveling this winding road of life. Apollo practitioner Brother Oba will join us and lend support to cleansing the spiritual receptors of egotistical bacteria with the hopes of returning sight to the spiritually blind so one may begin to use all the senses to formulate an intimate relationship with the intangible. Bring your pad and your pens. Yes, my friends. Class is in session. So with no further ado, call it from the 973-384. Peace. 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 Good, brother. Peace. Oh, by you there? Maybe you got his phone call from mute. 973. He might have a small on mute. Oba. Try opening his line one more time. Hold on one second. Peace, hello? Fred, you there? Yeah, I'm in the building. Yeah. Something just happened. His line just dropped. Hold it down for a second. Let me go and uh, play some elevator on my music. Line. Some elevator music? Yeah. Um, one of my two favorite joints from the More Fire Fridays. Yeah, which one is that? Uh, what's that? The dude from Philly. How? What? What? Um, what's the oh, brother's name? 
Aquil. With the, uh, with the Masonic shit. You said what happened? Oh, the Masonic the other God with the Masonic um, song. Yeah, but not the remix, the original one. Yeah, I don't know if I got the original one uploaded in here yet. Well, Brother Aquil, I like that song. All right, The Ritual. How befitting. Yeah. Since I saw the blackout, I've been waiting to yeah. do this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this ain't dawn on nobody. I don't even know if she performed this song because I didn't get the whole, you know, her 13 minute set. Eh. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Let me run through some numbers with Ray Lewis first of all. You know, because we banging on the fours. You know what I'm saying? Everything got his own vibration. I know 13 means something else, but we reduce it to four. All right? I'm looking at the world through blue eyes, so. A blue eyes lens at that matter, so I can see what it is. Azor colored glasses is the best description. Pardon self. So I see them fours. Okay, Ray Lewis, thirteen years ago. Okay, he was accused of two murders. So you got two thirteens. That's forty-four. Okay, a double murder it took place on January thirty-first at four a.m. Double. Okay. He settled for thirteen million. Double. All right, and of course, like I said before, you know he came into said uh, game with forty-four tackles. You know what I'm saying? Double. Leading the league, but I'm looking at them thirteens and I'm looking at them thirty-ones. The way that you know what I'm saying they mirror themselves and flip around. So I'm looking at Beyonce. Wait, we got I'm looking forty-four at, tackles. 
and posted. They had 44 tackles with a with a with an injured arm, but that's a whole other story. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get into some of that. So, mm-hmm. all of that being said, I'm looking at the performers for the game. I'm looking at Beyonce and I'm looking at Jennifer Hudson. Both of them 31 years old. Okay, so they go your 44s again. So I'm like, hmm, shit go off at 13.22. I'm like, I know what this is. You know what I'm saying? People can freestyle what they want. I know what this is. But I'm like, why they just ain't drag her ass out and make her sing this? Why didn't drag ass and make it turn the lights on? You heard? Lights out, nigga. Sweet dreams. So now I'm getting on my... Oh, so I was responsible for making her sing Sweet Dreams and name her tour or her documentary. Um, You know, it was Life Ain't But a Dream and she's a 44 Dreamcaster. Ah, forget about it. (laughs) Just like the book, damn it. Let me go to this nice esteemed guest. Our brother is in the call queue. All right, so no further ado, we present to you caller from the 973, Brother Oba. Peace. Peace. Good evening. What's going on? Good evening. Peace God. Good evening. Welcome back to the ledge. Absolutely. You know, this is uh second home when it comes to the air, the radio waves. You know what I mean? You're already no doubt, bro. Um, You've been heavily requested. You know what I'm saying? We thought it was no night more befitting than this particular night, where the mist is still on people's breath, where they are talking about mysticisms of magic and grand rituals. Yeah, magic, is, and magic is trending right now. It's kind of hot. It's, it's trending. Like two more days. You know what I'm saying? It's on the national media. ABC News is saying that. Beyonce is part of the Illuminati because she's throwing up the rock sign. So, <laughs> well, you know, the deal is that they have uh, turned that whole concept into a novelty. And yeah. um, at any rate, anytime you want to dispel the importance of something, you minimize it, even for your own, for yourself. If you feel like you're right. gaining too much attention, unwanted attention, then you necessarily minimize your action. And so they've turned it into a novelty. It's become a topic of conspiracy theories, Illuminati, and all of these different things. But, um, you know, as many other scholars before have uh, indicated and pointed out that these are, there are de- there's definitely an occult uh, air to a most European conquest, and the symbols we've been point, we've been uh, enlightened to to recognize the symbols and the deciduals that are all around us, and so it's like anything. If you don't speak English and you come to New York City, the street signs don't pretty much mean anything to you. But as soon as you learn how to speak English, then now you can really navigate through the street signs. You can understand where the bathroom is, which one is male and female, things of that nature. Um, 
So mm-hmm. anyone who who necessarily uh, will try to downplay the existence of magic in this reality is pretty much a fool. Um, and we've talked about this before on your show. I'm on my cell phone right now. That is magic. You cannot tell me there's anything logically technological about this device. I am talking to through a box that is not connected physically to any other entity, but I'm speaking to you all on the, on the radio right now. That's magic. Because I can't explain, I can try to explain it, but I don't see what's going on. I don't see the signals and all these different things. And so to fool yourself because someone necessarily labels it in a different fashion and to, to psych yourself out that it's not really happening because the way that they label it. And there's a, a quote, I think I'm, I said this before, my cousin said, told me, the uh, labeling is the prerogative of those in power. So if you're in control, you get to say what it is. You get to describe it and uh, to you know, attach all the adjectives and adverbs to it. So, of course, they're going to minimalize it and make a novelty out of it, and it becomes pop news. So now that it loses its validity in terms of the, in the intellectual circuit because you've made it a part of pop culture. And so now it's become bubblegum. And so now Illuminati doesn't seem so bad. Oh, it's just the Illuminati. Uh, it's, oh, it's just the Illuminati. Meanwhile, Illuminati kicking your ass. Um, so, you know, the, the, the whole concept of, of of magic becoming trendy, and that's exactly what it's become. But I have no fear in that because most people are too ignorant and too lazy to really perform the magic. Um, that's why the three major religions are so uh, populated with, with practitioners is due to the fact that it's a lazy religion. You don't really have to do much. You just pray and, you know, wait for the results. There's no you, there's no work involved in it. You go once a week. It's a, uh, an allotted day and time that you show up and you have a problem and you give it to the priest and he'll give you an answer and there's not much work in it. There's no self-reflection in it. And so most people that necessarily find it trending now are not going to be around that long to really be enlightened in any uh, conscious level because they're too lazy. They don't have the, the minerals to do the actual work that it takes. Um, in African traditional religions, it takes one to necessarily, you have to do sacrifice. You have to go procure the the uh, ingredients. That takes a lot of work. And so most people fall to the wayside because they're like, oh, I don't got time to do this, or, oh, I can't find it. And so they would rather just pay someone for that person to do those things for them. And this is how charlatans are born in occult uh, tradition. Because now you're putting the onus on burden on someone else. Here, I'm going to pay you. You go get all the things for me. And then I'm, I don't have to be responsible. And ultimately, I'm not responsible for whatever transgression that I am trying to alleviate myself from. Um, but there was definitely a ritual going on. But there's always a ritual going on. And why are we spending our time dissecting something that's always been there in front of us? So, again, going back to the... Uh, the metaphor of a child, so now you learn how to read, and now you're reading everything, and you're driving your parents crazy because they're driving the car, and you're like, 
Harrison and First Street, and you want to read everything. So people are overanalyzing certain aspects. And, you know, it it takes a very humbling uh, experience to bring one into the presence of God. You have to humble yourself. Um, and and the reason I bring that up is because one necessarily needs to belong to a collective consciousness of magic. It does not work by itself. If I don't have people in audience, then there's no magic show. So you have to have the two go hand in hand. So if I'm going to practice my tradition, I can't do it by myself because there's no one there to qualify or validate the miracle. If I saw it by myself, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that always troubled me about the the, uh, the Bible is like uh, Moses felt the burning bush. Like, well, who else was there? There wasn't nobody else there. Then that, that wasn't the real miracle because it just happened in his mind. Two people have to experience it to to validate it. Like, yeah, I saw the bush, the bush was burning and and nobody lit a fire to it. So it takes a community of like mind and of like or people who want the same results in order to get results. And the reason why most people that are becoming conscious necessarily avoid being initiated is because of humility. You if you've been uh, you're cooking And you've been cooking all your life And you cook pretty well People tell you, you you should become a chef Most people ain't going to go take that time To go to culinary school Because they don't want to be told What they were doing was primitive Or unnecessary They'll continue to cook the rice for 20 hours Because that's the way they know how to do it um, As opposed to someone Who necessarily Starts with a fresh mind And is open because they have no preconceived notions of what they're supposed to be doing. And too many times our our leaders and our lecturers and things of that nature, they become introduced to things from an intellectual standpoint, and when they come into contact with the people who are doing these things, those people uh, kind of let them down intellectually because they were looking for Einstein to give them the uh, theory of relativity. But you got... Uh, Will and May talking about I ain't got time for that And we can laugh all we want to About that black woman and how funny she is But her stupidity Or whatever it is that Entertained us got her a job Okay so who's the fool at the end of the day Because everybody that's putting her picture On Instagram or laughing at her Is pretty much not in the position That she's in because she got herself A little TV career now Do you understand and so what happens is Most people come to these traditions and meet up with the sage, and the sage doesn't meet their standard, and so they negate, negate the person. Oh, he ain't that smart, you know, because he ain't telling me how the universe was born. But he's telling you something else that is integral to your spirituality. And so the, the humility prevents a lot of people from coming into the fold of understanding and really being able to have a spiritual eye, as we say. And that's the the the, the 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 topic of the the, the uh, of this conversation is the spiritual eye and the re- the cleansing of it, so that one can see clearly. Right. And you need to have those people in front of you to show you 
to give you their experience. Okay. Um, and so the spiritual eye is a is a very it's a paradox. Let me say that. It's as as they say, once you the blinders are taken off, you can never go back to the way you used to see. And the reality of mental illness is a lot of times and Brother Umar talked about a lot of times the spiritual stuff. You're carrying spiritual baggage through your DNA, through the uh, pathology of how you were right. raised in different um, aspects. Right. Brother Omar, and, give me one second. Let me open up Brad's line. His line just, all right. just drop it again. Brad. Yeah, so I'm here. We're in the building. Continue, please. You, um, mm-hmm. You're looking at people. that they, my, my god sister and I were having a conversation, and she's in, pretty much a, an authority on this because she sold psychotropic drugs. So she did the research, and she talks about the fact that they say um, schizophrenia uh, comes about usually around the years of 18 to 20, the early 20s is when it sets in. And my own opinion is about that is the fact that as children, because we are innocent and we don't have any bias, we don't formulate our opinions yet, we're just absorbing information and taking it all in. We see the spiritual world, and we accept it. As we get older, we are, we are trained to negate the spiritual world. And so you begin, it's like a, or any person, like you could meet a, a homeless person and have a good conversation with them and have a, a, an affinity for that person. But if someone comes along and makes you feel bad about speaking to this person and you decide to not speak to that homeless person again, it gets to the point where you stop talking to them that you even forget that they're even there, okay? And so the same thing happens with children. They lose their connection with that spiritual uh, world. Well, when you get to be of the age of coming out of adolescence into teenage years, going into young adult years, those entities revisit you. And when they revisit you, some people don't have the emotional fortitude to deal with that those that dual reality, okay? Um, and so they lose their minds, all right? And in losing their minds, they they lose reality. Some necessarily go all into the spiritual, while others avoid it, and it becomes an albatross to them because they, it's trying to ignore something that you know is real. You know, it's the, uh, like the boogeyman under the, the bed. Like, you could try to go to sleep, but if he's under your bed, you can't, you ain't going to get no rest. So the spiritual eye is a paradox because when you open up that eye, there is no going back. You cannot ignore these entities now because now they know that they have your attention and so they will manifest themselves even stronger in a material world, okay, to get your attention. Um, because, you know, bad things can happen to you all the time, and if you don't associate them with spirit, with spirit, then it's just bad things. But the moment you're able to associate to them where these problems are coming from, you can never go back. You can never shut that eye off and say, well, 
you know, I, I saw the devil, but he don't exist. You, that's an oxymoron. You you saw the devil, if you, that means if you were able to process his existence, then you know that he's alive, okay? And a lot of times we get into this, this battle, and, I, and I've spoken about this before, about intellectual and, and, and the layman. To be conscious is exactly what it says. Is exactly as the linguistics imply. Con meaning with and science. With science. So when you're a conscious means that you are now looking at things with the instrument of science and in a way to identify and codify and compartmentalize things. That's what yep. consciousness means. Okay? So if you are conscious, you can't tell me Oh, I don't believe in African traditional religion. That's just some ooh-ha-ha. That's uh, some voodoo magic. You can't be conscious of it. You can't believe that the white man is trying to put you down, but you don't believe that magic exists. You, that's, in, that's, in, that's in contrary to one another. You can't have those two uh, ideas together. So it, it always makes me laugh how people will necessarily say, oh, I'm conscious, oh, but I don't know how y'all kill chickens. Like, what? Like, I don't understand that. If you were with a conscious mind, that means you're using science, you're being logical about these things. And you can't possibly be logical and believe that this country or people who perpetuate a certain idea don't have another hand under the table. You can't be conscious. I mean, there's too many signs and symbols and, and examples given for you not to be, understand that. So it's in contradiction one another to say, well, oh, I'm conscious, but, you know, I don't believe in magic. You know, I only believe that, you know, uh, you know, the black man is God and blah, 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 and then that's it. Like, what are you talking about? Because you, what happens is, again, that is just, that those are just sound bites, and they allow you to free yourself of the responsibility. And the thing about Spirituality is that it's a responsibility. You are now, because you're conscious, you're now aware of things, and now you're responsible for the outcome of them. So you can't bitch and moan and blame it on the devil or blame it on Shaitan. You can't do that. You have to be uh, objective about your position in your own demise and your own success. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Getting back to the to the, uh, to the topic of uh, magic that's all all around us, um, you know, Europeans have been using magic as long as we showed them, and yes. they've gotten better with it because they have figured out a spell to tell us that it don't exist. Right. Okay. Um, that actually made them stronger. Certainly. Absolutely, because they they, they 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 figured out a charm to get you to forget where you come from, and mm-hmm. it's so you know we can't. You have to. It's it's very balanced and equal. I'm not going to say that oh their spirituality or their magic isn't as strong as ours. No, magic is as, is is as strong as the person who's wielding it. Okay. Yes. Um, and 
we were infected by a sickness that clouded our minds way before we ever got here. And so it puts us in a state that we were weak. Um, you know, if anybody out there was, has uh, gotten a hold or heard of uh, Hidden Colors 2, KRS-One makes that very, very plain and very apparent. You don't invade a country when they're at the top of their game. You invade when they're in a decline. So Africa yeah. was only invaded because people had uh, lost their moral fortitude. And so capitalism and materialism became a cancer that infected the whole continent. And so, of course, those now we have magic and the white boy has magic, but because our moral fiber is, is disintegrating, he's going to be stronger They're than corrupted. That. Absolutely. Okay? Um, and it's important that we understand that they have their magic. Even if you believe in the three major religions, you cannot possibly think that this the magic is not involved in all of these different things. There's no, no religion is different from the other on the entire planet. There is no such thing as monotheism. It does not exist. That's a that's a fallacy. Let's be clear. There is a total fallacy. The reason, as such, is that all of the monotheistic religions depend on a dead person to perpetuate the, the religion. So that's ancestral worship. Every last one of them. Moses was a man. He died. You worship Moses if you if you quote him. Muhammad was a man. He died. You worship you worshiping an ancestor. Jesus Christ, Mary, Mary Magdalene, all the saints and all of the, the the apostles and the prophets. And all of these, well, if they were people, then they lived and they died and they came to the world. Like I said, I don't know if you heard early in the game, but even when you have teams that carry the, the, the vibration, you know what I'm saying, of people that they are named after that are associated with these particular energy centers, for instance, San Francisco is named after the order of St. Saint Francisco. Yeah, it's uh, the Franciscan Saint Order. Yeah, the Franciscan Order. Franciscan Order. The monks. You know what I'm saying? So they are they are revering and paying homage to um, you know the to monks. ancestor. Right to their ancestor, Saint Assisi. You know the the most revered monk or the most revered saint because he was the first one to experience stigmata. So right. when somebody is cheering for a team associated with that energy, by proxy, are they also energizing that particular saint? Certainly. Is that how magic works as well? Certainly. Certainly. Wow. But see let's be let's 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 uh get to the to the meat of the situation. Your thoughts are electrical storms that are occurring in your brain. Yes. Okay? And so thought is translated into energy. It is an energy. Mm-hmm. Electromagnetic. Islam, exactly. Islam is, 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 I think, it's the largest religion practice on the planet Earth, collectively? Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. And that is such because they have devise a system of time where they 
actually empower their deity at certain times of the day. Every day at a certain time, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the nighttime, Muslims all over the world are praying. It is a unified collective consciousness. Think about that. Mm-hmm. There is a collective consciousness in that there are millions upon millions of human beings making salat at the same time. So the potential energy has has greater possibility of turning into kinetic energy. Okay? So now that their agenda is pushed forward because millions of people at the same time are asking the the, 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 the the creative force in the universe for the same thing at the same time every day. Okay? That's magic. That's magic. Let's be clear about that. That's magic. All right? And so when you pray to something, you are investing your your energy into it. Okay? And you are investing your energy into that that idea, that icon, whatever it may be, you're investing, you're putting energy into it. And that energy has to go somewhere. So it it uh, manifests itself through phenomena, okay, through miracles and things of that nature. So, of course, yes, you got a million some people plus people all at the same time. And I won't even say across America, across the globe, because Americans are all over the globe and they TV is, the world is flat. So millions and millions of people at the same time watching a show, a football game and a show, and they are battling, they are having a war of minds at that moment. People who are who are who are rooting for the the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they have a certain mindset. The people who are rooting for San Francisco 49ers, they have a particular mindset. And at that moment, they're playing out the the theatrical or the ancient theatrical play of just opposites, not even good and bad and negative and positive, just opposites that are fighting just for Just duality, space. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is magic. That is magic. And see, one must re- relinquish himself from the idea that magic is a man, a white man with a funny hat with stars and moons on it, and he got a gray beard, and he goes alakazam. Yeah, that, that's, that's bullshit. That's not what magic is. Magic is happening all around you. God is magic. The fact that, you know, you you inseminate your girlfriend, a liquid, right? And mm-hmm. it goes inside her body, and nine months later, a little you comes out. That's fucking magic. Okay, they can say it's biology because they figured out a way to necessarily codify it and label it. That's all cool, but that's magic. But you didn't see that shit. Yeah. You did not see that shit happen. Okay? And so, and I've seen people necessarily tell people that they were going to have kids with people that they didn't even know yet. Okay? So that means that this is a, mm-hmm. a divine, uh, 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 a divine pattern that happens. That if you, some people are able to necessarily see forward. And see behind, okay. Um, 
and it pains me when I run into. I think I did something on um on Fulton Street. I was talking to the brother Rich, and we were he was interviewing, and one brother came over. And he was trying to get all intelligent. And, oh yes, but brother, if, if the people are smarter than that. Look, look, look. Check this out. This it. Don't be too smart that you outsmart yourself. Simplicity mm-hmm. is the true genius of the world. It's the simplicity. Like, yo, it, I do this and I get that result. Like, how hard is that? Okay? So people want to overanalyze things, and it takes away from the validity of it. I can sit here and break down the, the Orisha to you in a cosmic way, in an elemental way, and all these different things. But the reality is that they exist because they show themselves through the phenomena, the natural phenomena around us, okay? And so when, you know, people come with this, yeah, I'm intelligent and I'm conscious and I'm about saving the people and all this this stuff, and then they negate the spiritual part. It's because they have been, their spiritual eye is dirty. It's like a, a, a car that's been snowed on and rained on all winter, and you never drove it. The, the windshield is dirty. They can't see. They can't see clearly. Mm-hmm. And so it necessarily, they, they go about things very pragmatically about, oh, well, you know, this happens and that happens, and that's what it is. Um, and, you know, the universe and magic is so sensitive that you create your reality sometimes. Not sometimes. You can create your reality. And people who are objective to the concept of magic and mysticism and things, all, all these different things, have shut themselves off because that's what they've been taught. They've been programmed that way. And until someone indicates it to them and shows them, that's the only way that they see. Case in point, I was watching a movie the other day called What the Belief Do We Know? And they talk about the the Native Americans and the shaman and how he couldn't, the Native Americans couldn't see the ships on the the ocean because they had nothing to compare it to in their minds. But when the shaman did the investigation because he saw the ripples, he saw the water behaving differently, so he went to investigate and then he came across and he was able to actually see the ship, it took him to identify them to the rest of the tribe. So people now are talking about Illuminati in 2013. But dig this. When you were talking about it in 1999 and 1998, and there was no examples of it or no conversation or no literature uh, freely available, people couldn't even get, they couldn't even dig the conversation. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, what? But but now because it's on YouTube and, and people use it in popular culture and they make reference to it, now someone is able to necessarily absorb the concept of it. Like, oh, oh, really? There's a secret society of people? Yes. Oh, okay, I can believe that because they've been given references. They've been given movies like Skull and Bones and these different things. But mm-hmm. prior to that, most people can't get with that program. Because their spiritual lens is dirty. So they don't see on their own. They see because somebody else indicated something to them. And spirituality talks about the fact that your spiritual eye has nothing to do with the the, the, the physical eyes. 
the spiritual eyes talks about the ability of one to use all of their senses to collect information and make a deduction. Okay? When someone is blind, they don't see like you and I. But through other senses, they are able to collect information and make uh, an, an accurate assessment of their environment and or the people that are approaching them. Well, spirituality and the spiritual eye is the same thing. It is a culmination of things. It is the intuitive. It is the clairvoyant, the audiovoyant, the dream state, the, 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 the feeling. So all of those things, if I'm missing one, the others help build up my my visualization in my mind of what it is I'm facing. See, the devil, they give you the iconography of what the devil is supposed to look like. So if he shows up in anything other than that, you don't know what he, who he is. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking for the dude with two horns to come out of his head. But the devil got on a suit, or he got on a, mm-hmm. a gun and a badge, or he got, a, you understand? Or he got on a shirt with a high heel. Absolutely. Well, she got a red dress on. Yeah, she got a red dress on. She must be. She must be the devil. No. <laughs> why? Why does he have to be restricted to that archetype? Oh, this is the devil, and this is how he shows himself. And see, so you have to. You have to look at the symbolism in iconography. For instance, when you see the concept of a dragon in medieval or uh, ancient Asian culture. Right, and they're telling you that the dragon breathes fire. That is a metaphor because the artist must convey his idea to you with the available references that you have to use. Mm-hmm. So if, imagine if a dinosaur survived the Ice Age. He's living in a cave in a, in a, a very uh, rustic area. And every once yeah. in a while the, the dinosaur come out and eat somebody. Now, we're talking about something that is gigantic in size. The heat that that body must produce or emanate has got to be comparable to necessarily receiving second-degree burns. So if the, the, the dinosaur rolls up on you and he breathes on you, his breath is about 300 degrees, you're going to burn. Now, in mm. order to convey that story, if I'm telling the story and you you left, there's no such thing as an oven, there's no such thing as a blowtorch, the only thing that you know that produces heat is fire, then that's the icon that I need to use to necessarily represent or express my vision or convey my, 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 my message. Okay? So people take things too literal because they're not looking at it from a simplistic perspective. Like, well, what do they really mean? You see, this Michelangelo, he paints the... the uh, the angels, and they have wings. Well, what else was flying in medieval times other than a bird? There was no flying contraptions. Not that they had seen. And, you know, this, I know, and let me just say this so that I know there's somebody conscious out there like, oh, well, the, the commissions had one. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But <laughs> the, the Europeans ain't never seen My nobody fly before. Okay? So how do you convey that someone was ascending and descending? You attach that. Icon, icon which represents flight, which is a bird. So wings represent flight. So it's not because there was a really a man, an androgynous man, and he came down and he had two big pigeon wings sticking out his back. No, 
been conveying the message that he came out the sky. This dude was levitating. But if I just drew the man with no wings, you'd be like, well, what is it? He ain't supposed to be there. He's supposed to be on the ground. It would not convey the message, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and too often we 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 get caught up in our intellectualism, so that it's hard for us to see certain things that are right there in front of us. They're right there. White man is doing magic all the time, and you know because it's become such a, a novelty. You know, we it, it, it diminishes the the the, uh, the intensity of it. But you got to say, yeah, of course, Beyonce was doing a ritual there because all sports arenas uh, require ritual. That's what they are. Okay, they're ritual, but for what reason? To distract you. Okay, so while we're talking about the Super Bowl and what Beyonce did and X, Y, and Z, nobody. And I'm sure you, y'all are, but nobody's talking about the fact that the Muslims burnt the church. I mean, burnt the library in Timbuktu. Ain't nobody. Yeah, you don't about hear that. that. You don't hear that one. You don't hear about that. You don't hear about that. And I mean, and when we're talking about consciousness, we have to now start drawing the line. Or, or, or yeah. rather, or the, even the, the fact that the, the, the French liberated Mali, and the president swooped. <laughs> He swung through for two hours, had a meeting with the interim president, you know what I'm saying, and bounced about it in. What do you think he came and grabbed? Oh, he came to get some of them books, whatever was yeah, made. Yeah, they, they, they going to tell you that it was burnt, but coincidentally at the same time, the American troops and the French army is in Mali attacking these quote-unquote Muslim armies and whatnot. Exactly, so, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. mysteriously the, the library starts to burn like it did in exactly. Iraq. Exactly. And see, this is what I'm saying. That's the distraction. And y'all know, because y'all didn't been downtown when we used to be downtown Brooklyn and the dudes who was playing three-card Monty or, or, or shaking the, 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 the pebble under the under the top. They, it's a they got me for my sneaker money. Oh, I'll never forget. You, you already know. You, they, you don't know that everybody is in on the game except for you. You And you were, and, and your... The yeah, at the end of the game, everybody that was around me was like, all right, y'all, let's bounce. Exactly. <laughs> and the naivety is to say, oh, they want to put 12 people just to take my money. Yes, they are. They got yes, 12 they people that are playing their parts to get your little bit of dollars, okay? And because they're unified, they're going to get everybody's money because everybody's thinking the same way. Like, I ain't, now, I don't believe there ain't 12 dudes out here trying to take my money. Yes, there's 12 dudes out there trying to take your money. And so it's a shell game. I show you one hand, but I ain't showing you the other. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'll, 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 I'll cop to, yeah, there's a secret society. But now nah, it's just a bunch of us smoking cigars and, and talking about the game. So I'm going to minimize it. All that Illuminati stuff. No, we just enlightened, meaning, yeah, we knew about science. We knew about Newton before he knew, you know, the theory of gravitation. That's all that is. No. You niggas be killing babies and sacrificing people and making pacts with with spiritual entities. Now, I ain't going to get it on derogatory and be like demons and devils because I don't believe in that shit. I believe that all spiritual beings are all on the same frequency in terms of the, the, the power that they have. Or, I'll it's be like, negative or positive. I like to compare it. Yeah, I like to compare it to the genie bottle. You know, since the genie could right. basically make that energy or that deity carry out whatever wish that that person ultimately has. It's the energy that's going to basically 
you know, it's gonna it's gonna it's it's gonna work for whoever summons it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's no, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a spirit or it's an energy that can be bargained with. Yes. You understand? And that's the, that's the point of it. And you know, I don't like. Like I said, I don't put it on a scale of what's negative and and positive and what's good and evil. I, as far as I'm concerned, spiritual energy is energy. You know, in your brain doesn't you, deal with morality. Yeah, when your brain is, is, is having those, those 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 storms in your brain when you're thinking, when you think a bad thought, it, it ain't significantly different than any other thought. It's just a thought. Good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't always when you know when it it strikes red in your head when you know it. It's not how it goes. Your brain, just certain parts of the brain, are stimulated by certain thoughts. So Indeed. I don't believe in the concept that oh you know that you know, evil spirits, and, you know, even in, in the tradition, because there's a lack of language to describe it, so we put it in the in the compartment of dark spirits or whatever. And that just essentially means that those spirits that don't have a comforting uh, nature, they don't have that kind of feel. The euphoria that, or the, the phenomenon when you feel them is not associated to uh, a good feeling. It's associated mm-hmm. to a maybe uncontrollable feeling. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, you know, we have to accept the fact that white people have magic. Now, I know there's somebody out there listening, like, well, their magic must be stronger than ours, and I don't need to do African traditional religion because they want living well. Hold up. Stop it. Pump your brakes. Magic is magic. It doesn't matter. Where is that? The reality is that uh, if you believe in Alexander Graham Bell and he invented the phone, that magic was, was just what we needed at the time for us to have a phone. Now, the fact that Steve Jobs and them invented a, a, an iPod doesn't negate the fact that Alexander Graham Bell made the telephone. They do the same thing. You talk to somebody that ain't there with you. You feel me? Yes. Now, the, because of the iPhone got apps and all that, that's cool and that's convenient, but that don't make it better than the other. You, the, 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 the initial uh, need was to talk to someone that wasn't in your presence. And once you have accomplished that, it doesn't matter by how you got there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact is that we're not in the position that we're supposed to be in because we don't believe in our magic at all. So, yeah, that's why he's kicking our ass, and that's why his magic seems stronger because he got the drop on you because you don't believe in it, you know. And so let's 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 be clear about that, you know. In terms of oh yeah, well you know because the, I've heard all the rhetoric before. I've heard every all the rhetoric before. Oh well, you know they you know they do their magic and where it comes from it doesn't matter. The fact is, and this is the, the this is the hard fact. The facts are that they use magic. They don't believe in that concept that they told you that Jesus Christ uh, died for your sins, and now you're just supposed to just live and anything's going to be cool. They don't believe in that. Exactly. Okay? That's the bond. What movie was it? Was it The Sorcerer's Apprentice where they said it was Nicolas Cage in the movie, and they, they quoted in the movie that I believe they mentioned it in Thor as well, that science, he was like, they call magic science now. 
Like that's that's the new powerful object. You know, they need the science. You know, get right. a load of yeah, so it's the semantics. That science, he said magic is the manipulation of molecules. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So whether you're doing it with a spyglass or a microscope, it's still the same thing. It produces the same results. You understand? Now, the way they did come off on the magic side is that they came up with a charm, an enchantment that told us, that no, bad, bad boy, magic ain't real. My, meanwhile, I'm using it right on you. So we bought into that. And, and no, and I even get get. No, I just I, I've I've gone back to this fact on many occasions that in the Judeo-Christian society, where this is post-Inquisition society, where Magic is is not supposed to exist. Magic is supposed to be evil. These things are just fiction. If you turn on the Disney Channel on any given day, at any given time, 60% of their shows are teaching the babies to utilize magic. Right. And all people that are practicing magic are Caucasians. Right. Their highest-grossing uh, franchise happens to be Harry Potter, right. where they're introducing the babies, both through literature and through film, the concept of imagination first. They're, they're expanding their imagination, and then they're also introducing them into, quote-unquote, straight magic. I mean, like grimoires, wands, chants, spells, all of these things. And niggas are still running around Christian, talking about the the um the eye of Horus is evil and shit, but their children are sitting down <laughs> watching um uh uh you know, I don't even know the names of these cartoons, uh, not even cartoons, the names of these Disney shows, but it's a five or six of them and they going all Gomez and some other people in and I've seen it with my son watching it. So I'm like are y'all going to be that hypocritical and just sit back and, and still, you know, uh, uh, you know, and still get on your spooky shit, but these people are putting it right there because of entertainment coming from them. Y'all yeah, don't have to question it. I, I doubt that any Christian parent has even written or emailed the Disney Channel and told them, stop with the blasphemy. <laughs> but they'll let you know. That this is what they do. Shows, right? That their stars are Christian children. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Go on later on to become iconic stars through the Disney, uh, you know what I'm saying, routing channel or what have you. But nobody is up in arms like I've been to many a homes, you know what I'm saying, not to put nobody on blast. Well, that's because we're lazy. We're lazy. See, Magic, I guess, again, like I started, magic re- requires work, okay? It requires work. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, Absolutely. And that's why, like, they don't know what their kids is watching because they get, put their kids in front of the TV and let the TV do the babysitting, okay? Because we become lazy. 
we become a, a lazy society that we don't want to work for whatever we need to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. We don't want to work for whatever we need to do. See, because let's, let's, let's also make the distinction. One who studies, be it uh, academically, that's magic. You feel me? Yes. And the reason why I say that is because that person is studying. They're doing the work. They're studying, and they have a consciousness now. They have information that you don't have. If you didn't read the book, you can't out, you don't know. They got the magic because they read the book. They did the work. Okay? So even academics is magic because you now, I mean, what is, what is, in terms of magic, magic requires study. If it's orally or, or literally, it requires study. You have to study with someone. Don't go that far. You have to study with someone, and you have to put forth an effort. You have to apply what you learned, and, and it takes a, it's a, there's a lot of methods that go into doing this thing. So the magic part, you know, like they've tricked us into believing and, and, and like, believe me, man. I, you know, I'm I'm from the hood, so I've heard all the most ignorant uh, answers or questions when it comes to the unseen. Okay, and it and, and it, it always cracks me up how black people, especially, will necessarily watch any scary movie and be scared of it. They watch that. Oh, that's scary. But if you tell them, look, I got to kill this chicken for you, and you're going to get this job, and we're going to pray on it, and you're going to get this job. Ah, oh, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. But you know, they'll, they'll sit there transfixed in front of a television and watching some white people with some hokey pokey nonsense about some monster or somebody getting possessed and all that. And they, be, and they really internalize that nonsense. Okay? I mean, to, just to get... Most black people today to sit still for more than five minutes without them talking or texting is a feat within itself. But they'll be right there in the movies watching the latest horror film. But when you try to tell them, look, man, you can do this and you can change your reality and we can do things like get out of here. Because why? Because that means that they got to do some work. Okay? That's why the creativity and all, and, and all um, aspects has been dying because Nobody wants to do the work. I mean, on some sidebars, when you listen to Trinidad James, he got off because he didn't have to do the work. He didn't have to sit there painstakingly at, a, at, a, at his pen and pad and thinking up words and using words and putting them together with other words and coming up with a concept and telling a story. He didn't have to do any of that. What he did was just be lazy. Nigga, nigga, nigga now. Like, Really? Like, I'm I'm supposed to celebrate that, the fact that you just said any old thing to me? Because that's the society that we've become in. And black people, more than anybody, have become so lazy and so forgetful of things, okay? Because when I first started doing readings, the majority of my clients were all Baptist women. That used to crack me up. They'd be sitting there and come and get the reading. They'd be like, oh, you told me some things, and... But when it's time to do the work, they're like, oh, I can't kill no chickens, and all oh, that's against the Lord, and all this, that, and the third. So there's a schizophrenia happening here. You know that this is real because you come and get the, the conversation to save your ass, but 
But you ain't going to do what it takes because you're listening to somebody tell you that this is witchcraft or black magic. You know, and then it only becomes black magic when black people are associated to it. Let's be clear. It's, then it's black magic. Okay? And it just, it's, 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 a, it's a problem that is, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should necessarily be going and become a Lukumikri. Some people need to have that regimen of just, you know, uh, of a blueprint for them where they just go at God, and, and that's cool. Some people need that for them psychologically because not everybody is built the same in terms of the sandwiches in their picnic basket. Let's, you know, that's that's a that's a truth. But as a as a collective, when we look at what our problems are, we always seem to negate the fact that the spirituality is a problem. If you don't come under the guise of one God, you cannot unify because you don't search you don't share the same morals. You don't share the same ethereal ideas of in relationship with God. Okay? And until we come to that understanding of our spirituality, until we understand that Islam is not African, okay? It is a byproduct of African spirituality. When we understand that, then we'll be able to necessarily really wipe our windshield clear and be able to see the signs. You know, if you ever drove on the on the highway in the snow and it's snowing and you're on, or not even on the highway and you're on the, in a place that you don't know, it's hard to, to find where you're going because you keep missing the signs. You miss the signs and you're like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to turn this. And now you got to double back because your windshield is, is constantly, you can't see straight in it. Now, take that same trip on a sunny day, you'll probably find it a little easier. And so we have to begin to, to, to wipe off our spiritual eye and how we see certain things and how we perceive them and and not be so quick to be like, oh, um, this is that because, you know, because Jay-Z said so. You know, because if tomorrow Jay-Z will start talking about Lukumi religion, niggas will be wearing these and fashion tomorrow. Tell me? Because they need somebody to show them what they got to do. They can't do it on their own. So they need somebody to hold their hand and show them what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to do it. You did? Hey. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just real talk. Right. I can hear the new, the new Blueprint album. Me and my homebrays doing some yeah. Paolo Mayombe. Huh? You already know. But listen, I say this, though, and this is, this is you know, like I'm doing a lecture tomorrow called Illuminated Agenda, uh-huh. speaking to college students. Now, I'm going to put up pictures of Jay-Z. I'm going to put up pictures of Kanye and all of them and whatnot, and I'm going to ask the students, Illuminati or Illuminated? Because at the end of the day, what this whole Illuminati Jay-Z thing has afforded me as a teacher and one who wants to dispense knowledge to individuals, especially black youth, who are not really interested about hearing about no shit that happened in the medieval times and things like that, it gives me now the doorway to take them down a road to really give them the real information. 
because they, they got the fluff. They, oh, Jay-Z's Illuminati, he puts the pyramid up, and I'm scared, but I love his album. All right, cool. That's what you're doing. But do you well, know who the real Illuminati is? No, they don't. And they and don't believe in real... it. Huh? They don't believe in it. And you know why? Because everybody thinks they're smart. Nobody wants to be told that they're dummy. And so they yes. like to think that they have independent thought. Okay? So they, mm-hmm. nobody wants to, to, to come to the, to the realization or the um, acceptance that somebody else is pulling your strings. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, and that's where, you know, that's where the information comes in that you kind of got to give them, you know, you got to give them that right information. You got to show them these individuals got to put faces and names up and let them know, like, look, Negro, these are the motherfuckers that's killing your people. Cut all that other bullshit out. You know what I mean? You spend right. too much time worrying about what Kanye, if he's wearing leopard, and if that shit traces him back to Kim. Look, leave that alone. They're doing what they're doing on the pop tip. All right, that's good. You know what I'm saying? But let's get to some serious information about these magicians and these sorcerers and these people that are using magic on you and your babies, and they've been doing it before you was even born. So oh, absolutely. I use the yeah. fact that Rihanna got an all-set tattoo, a Nefertiti tattoo, and, and Tiger got the Last King clothing line, and Kanye wore a big uh, hair root chain, and Nas is wearing oh, King Tut chain. I utilize that to take them, to take away the spookism of Kemet. First and foremost, I blow that out the water. Look, these people are not evil. Kemet is not evil. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I'm, I'm sure that most of the people that's listening to Rihanna or listening to these artists, are Christian, and they were taught that Egypt is evil. Right, right. But it didn't right. stop them from listening to Diamonds or the Diamonds remix. You know, it didn't stop them from going on right. to the, the right. re tour. It don't stop you from following her on Twitter, being that she has embraced yeah. comedic culture. So you got to kind of take that and dismantle the whole myth, and 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 then and then that's the doorway to lead you into spirituality and down another path and whatnot. It's 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 a hard road to travel, but it's an easy road. They make it kind of easier with this pop culture shit. Yes, they're yes they're somewhat taking away the seriousness of what you know of of what the scholars have done. You know, teaching the Medunetta and Kimmin and whatnot by by popularizing. Egypt, I understand that part. But well, when you look at it on the other side, they've also made it somewhat easier to speak to a generation who has ADD and has never been taught about Kemet through the they, – they've been taught through the Prince of Egypt, Disney, and other aspects of, what, of, of the mummy and the mummy returns and the scorpion king and shit like that. They've been totally taken off of, you know, off the path. Well, dig this. As you spoke about a new generation, and I, you know, I, I'm 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 human, man. I, mm-hmm. I sit here and speak, and and I try to be objective about certain things. But and even I was necessarily like, oh, this youth is they 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 fucked up, and you know, and they are. But here's the humdinger: you have a generation of kids that have been pumped and fed psychotropic drugs. Mm-hmm. And when you dip, when you fuck with people's realities, right? 
Yes. They're going to come up with the true one. And so what happens is when they come up for air and realize they're going to be the ones that are going to be searching for truth, okay? Yes, because yes. they're going to be spiritually inclined to know that they're being hoodwinked, all yes, right? indeed. Because they're going to and be, bro- you know, how our generation necessarily functions off of feeling. Yo, I feel like you're trying to play me, son. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling I mean, that, son. I'm not feeling that. Everything is emotional because everybody's emotionally yeah. handicapped, right? And so everybody's emotionally handicapped. They can't get over their, the fact that their mother didn't breastfeed them or whatever, right? Ah. And so now you put psychotropic drugs in the offspring of these people, and they're going to be total empaths, okay? They're going to feel everything. So they're going to be knowing yeah. when they're lying to one another. You're lying to me, bro. I can feel mm-hmm. it. So you're, they're creating. This is what they're talking about when they're talking about the X-Men and all that. They, they're telling you that they're creating a mutant race. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're, commu- they're creating a mutant race, okay? And these kids are going to be, and it's up to us to necessarily set the foundation and create a codification for them so that they have a place to exercise these new abilities, okay? Because yep. two realities are about to necessarily collide into one at some point. You know what I mean? And so my question well, to you, Brother Oba, is this, because I compare our generation, new generation, in terms of the re- the, the the Great Awakening. Now, we went through our Illuminati phase, like you said, in the 90s and whatnot, pre-internet uh, generation, pre, you know, even the pre-explosion of all of the lecturers because there were just a few. And right. And we, 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 we were taking foot trips. We were spun in circles for many years and dealing with this whole Illuminati, spookism type of, you know, searching for the truth. And... um. Ultimately, it created, you know, the, um, the, 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 I would like to call it the senior class of, you know, consciousness. You know what I mean? Brothers and sisters in their 30s, you know what I mean, late 30s, early 40s, and things like that. Now we're here. Now I'm looking at the youth, 17, 18-year-olds, 15, even down to like 11 and shit, the 20-year-olds and things like that. They, they're they going through similar stuff with the Illuminati thing, but this time it's attached to Jay-Z and all of their favorite artists and things of that nature. So it's like you were saying earlier that they eventually are going to come up for some air and realize that they've been hoodwinked and they've been spun in circles and they're going to search for the true truth. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they not even it's not even that they're going to search for it. They're going to polarize it to themselves because they're mm-hmm. going to literally be open because their reality is being tested every day with virtual reality. Yes, yes it is. Okay? So they understand, not even, they, they overstand the concept of being someone else, being who you want to be. Yes, the okay. ego and the altar. Absolutely. 
And so mm-hmm. they'll be able to function because that's what the, with the, the ultimate goal of those that type of practice is to necessarily get the person, the people, to be of to live longer, but live vicariously through an alter ego. You know, that's the thing about in the in the in the uh, actual in the in the matrix, right? When you put someone in a state as such, they're in a state of like a homeostasis. They just catatonic. And only their mind is working. Mm-hmm. Mind is infinite in its lifespan. Let's be clear about that. It's the body that can't keep up with it. So if you keep the body in a pickle, the life can continue to go on. And when yes, you apply a consciousness now, because remember, Neo isn't nobody till he fucking realizes that the reality isn't real. And once he understands that, once he overstands that, then he's able to he bend that it. reality. Exactly. Yes, then he can master it. So in order for them to, these children, they know, let me tell you, this summer, last summer that just passed, there was some young young men across the street from a friend of mine. They were sitting on the stoop, and they were courting a young girl. And just so happened, my friend of mine, he knew the young girl since she was, you know, since she was born. And so we were over there talking with them. And I'm come conversing with the young men, and I'm like, you know, how do y'all listen to little Wayne? And the young brother was, and he was real candid, like, we know he's garbage, but what else is there? What else do they give us? And he was very, it wasn't like I was talking to some super-duper intelligent kid. This was a kid from the block, from the stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, he understood. He was conscious that this is what they gave him, and they give it to him on purpose. But his thing was, I'm going to shake my ass to it. So that's a dangerous motherfucker. That's a dangerous. He ain't even complaining. He knows what it is. He ain't complaining because he gets it. Like, it's because, you know what? This is only for this time. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I I don't even listen to the music that we grew up on like that. I'm listening to my mother's music. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to music. I hey, once in a while I pop in some old school joints that I'm feeling. But most of the time I'm listening to my mama's music. Stuff that my mother used to play. That's embedded in my brain. Like, oh, yeah. Stepping Wolf and... Oh, okay, my mom was listening to Black Sabbath. I, I, I listened to all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And these kids, they know, they're they aware of what's happening. We're, we don't give them enough credit. Real talk. But, and, and, and something that I've realized as well is they listen to that too. Yeah. This, uh, iTunes, iPod generation has really embraced, you know, multi-genres of the music, uh, what music has to offer. They eat Absolutely. They eat a lot of different, you know, meals from different plates. Absolutely. Because the world is flat to them now. They're not yeah. bound by, by neighborhood restrictions, borough restrictions, color restrictions. Nah, that doesn't exist to them. They go anywhere exist. that they want. Absolutely. Because they embrace any culture. Is, mm-hmm. It's a reality. Let's let's not let's not again we're talking about we talking about the semantics of things. People function on the world wide web. People are living on it. So mm-hmm. this is someone's idea. Steve Jobs 
sitting in his garage, and he's like, yo, people will interact with each other, and they'll be across the globe. This is his idea. He brought it to fruition. It's tangible now. It's a real reality. Let's be clear. Yeah. That's a real world. They're on Instagram getting too much money. Number two. Straight flex. That's who they are. They created, like you said, an alter ego. Just getting money, number two. That's my name. And that's how people address them. Mm -hmm. Because they have created their own reality. They take their little pictures. So if they only took pictures while they're at the club, that's who that just getting money is. He's always at the club. They have created the paradigm for him. Or you got Ma'at, Heyru, Sekhmet Bay on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and she's like Alice Smith, you know what I mean, during the day. Absolutely. Working for Mr. Charlie. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, nothing there's wrong with that at all. But there has been a world now that has been created where your alter ego has a place to exist and interact and and actually prosper in real right. time with right. other people's alter egos or rather their avatars and things of that nature. Absolutely. This is some, this is a deep this, this is a very deep concept. And then that shit is so real. Yo, my my ex wife's friends came over one time, they hadn't seen each other in you know, they hadn't really hung out in like a couple years. You know, they spoke to each other on the phone, but hadn't really been hanging out. And she had to, she was upset with her because she was like, yo, this chick, the whole time we together, she keep talking about her Sims world. Like, yeah, and I bought a house. <laughs> she's like, what? You bought a house? Oh, no, in my Sims world. She's like, what? That she that has created her reality because guess what? Her reality ain't that good. Like, she she got two kids now. Her baby father was a deadbeat. She ain't really got yeah. no job skills. So while she's on Sims, she's a productive citizen. So that that implies that she's conscious about her situation, that she ain't just walking around in the fog like, oh, I'm, I'm good. She knows she fucked up, and she wishes to be some someone else. Uh, but now you've given her an outlet. You've given her a way to be somebody else. That's what the whole that. And remember, this... They, they give us these symbols. They give us the, the ideas of how to do these things and how to function. You know, you don't just put the computer on. You got to take the tutorial. You got to read the 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 uh, the instructions. Walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So movies like Fight Club and all that kind of shit show you how you yes. can live in the alter in the alter state. That mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Uh, Derwin or whatever his alter ego was. That ain't no, no figment of his The, the Matrix. Tyler huh? Durden. Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden. Yes. Exactly. That's an agon. Let's be clear. There is no such thing as any new fresh souls in the universe. Ain't nothing new happening in the universe. Okay? It's the same people all the time. Like, when you start to... See, people... Use science because somebody get up there, and most of the time people don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. You say, and yes, and if the quantum physics says this and that and that, and I said it so, and I'm white, and I tell the truth, and everybody just shake their head. Okay. All right. You smart. Yeah, you smart. 
I, I listen to what you say. But there are questions about one's existence that are so consuming, so consuming. Is there really people in Japan right now? Can you prove that to me? Not because you saw them on television. Can you can you definitely prove that to me? No. Because you're here, and they're over there. Real talk. Well, I could call somebody from Japan, or I can email them. I, I got Facebook friends in Japan. Well, dig this. In quantum physics, they said that anything that you are not focusing on doesn't exist. Actually, exactly, because it's, it's, it's just a world of possibility. Yes, that is true. You and that was in that movie as well, What the Bleep Do We Know, when they did the, they actually showed an experiment where the atoms coalesce when the scientist uh, actually put his attention, you know, when he, when he focused his consciousness on the actual atoms. Then they stood still for him. Yes. Okay. And And that's what, what we have to necessarily propagate what magic really is. See, science, that's why they don't give black children science in school. They try to take that away. They don't really give them hands-on science. Let's mm-hmm. think about that. Let's think about how the magic applies to certain people. Recall George Washington Carver, one of the greatest scientists of America. Correct? Yes, sir. Who was talking He's to the plants. He's a juju man. He's a juju yes. man. He can speak to the plants. Yes, indeed. magic. Don't tell me no bullshit. He's a shaman. Mm-hmm. He's a shaman. That shit was, he learned it from his people, and it was genetically imbued into his consciousness. But rather than say, shaman or magician, like they said in the movie, they give it the politically correct post-inquisition term of a scientist or a botanist. Right, right. So that that qualifies it now, okay? That makes it... The plant talks to me, nigga. Yeah, they're going to put you in a fucking asylum, say the song. Mm-hmm. But if you use science, consciousness with science, you say, well, every time the plant loses this little bit of a sap out, means that it don't like the the other uh, plants that's around it, and so that's how and that's all science is is the explanation of that which cannot be explained. Explained, yes, sir. Okay, Benjamin Banneker is a juju man. Yes, he sir. He is the architect of our clock. I saw uh, uh, a lecture that Brother A. A. Rashid did on Kabbalistic uh, mysticism. He told and he explained the concept and the, the correlation of quartz and the megahertz and how that creates your time and how they're able to measure it. That was invented by a black man. Let's be clear. That's a conscious that's a that's a consciousness. He's a shaman. Okay? The fact that he could make the he could lay out the plans and they'd be uh executed to his exact specifications and he ain't in the sky. And we're wondering how these people, or how did those indigenous people make giant birds in the ground 
because they were using magic. And magic is nothing more than mathematics. Let's be clear about that. It's nothing more than mathematics. And to, to, to downplay, oh, well, it's just mathematics. And mathematics is, yeah, but it's still science because there's still a, a, a percentage of mystery part that you can't see, that you can't explain. You can't explain certain parts, okay? Nobody listening on this radio show can tell me exactly how a fucking computer functions. They don't know how. A man in a box, that's cool. You don't know what's going on in that Pentium chip. That's, and the brother who brought that to my attention is Brother Azazel, Brother Azariah, who went to a, um, they had a free course in Harlem on, um, on the on the just the inner workings of the computer, the brains of the computer, the the uh, you know just the whole mystery of the computer, and this you know brother Azazel goes in, and he walked out of that class like that's a magic box. There's no way to explain that shit. Like it's 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 deeper than what you think it is. You know what I mean? He was like, this shit is something else, and I was like, really, brother, is that deep? I was like, a simple computer, because you know. We make it's, it's simple to us. What Nintendo, a PlayStation, a, a Mac computer? Those are simple. You press power and and the enter button. And no, he was like, look, B, the inner workings of that thing. You you. He was like, it, it doesn't explain. You know, when when I put it when I put it when I picked it apart piece by piece, it still does not explain some of the phenomenon that's happening in the computer. Exactly. I was like, wow, okay. And scientists, technological people, describe this Pentium chip as a man in a box. We've talked about this before. A man in a yeah. box. That is as far as they can describe it and articulate it, as a man in a box. What? That's some magic going on, bro. Just, I'm on this cell phone talking to you right now. There is some magic happening right now. Every time you just, just, just comprehend that concept. You got your cell phone and it got a camera on it, and you take a picture and you send it, and millions of people Instantly. around the world at the same mm-hmm. time, they're not there with you. That means that the consciousness has to be collective enough for them to see what it is that you were trying, that your eyes were conveying. Because they say that your eyes don't even really convey exactly what you see. What you see, yes, sir. So that means there has to be a collective consciousness. For me to see homegirl got a thong on on Instagram, I have yeah. to have no. I gotta know what a thong is. I gotta know what a what a, what a buttocks looks like. I gotta know these things. I have to already be have been introduced to these things so I can identify. So you, and there's been times that there's been pictures on Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I don't know what it is. And it, and then I see something else, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now I see what that is. But if I don't have mm-hmm. the reference, don't exist. The reference point. Exactly. Okay. And that's what these social networks are beginning to do. Like, they're knocking down all of those barriers by, Absolutely. like you said, by by the collective consciousness becoming aware of so many things. That's how, I mean, and, and, and you know, look how fast this consciousness has spread via this magical network that we call the Internet. Right. The radio is, ma- is magic. Yes, it is. Think about that. People was in their little thing. Somebody telling them to get this box, and you're going to hook it up to some, some wires, and they're going to hear people someplace else talking. That shit is magic. Okay? 
That's what is magic. And until you introduce the people to the magic, it doesn't exist in them. We talked well, about this. You could take an uh, iPad right now into the into the, the recesses of of, of the on jungle, and you can leave it with them, and they ain't going to know what the hell that shit is. Now, you sit down and give them a tutorial and be like, all right, you press this button, and look. You don't see the man? Look at his nose. Look, look just like mine. They'd be like, oh, snap. But until you introduce it to them, it don't mean nothing to them. So, And well, that's the same indeed. thing with, with the magic that's around us. Let's press the pause button, and we're going to utilize this radio right now to conduct some magic. You know what I'm saying? And that magic is by way of us unifying our quantum mind through this meditation. Okay, we could collectively focus and be my intent on one selective thing, you know, which is the 11-11 meditation. We could be more specific and go and target something directly during this particular meditation. And you can see the power of your mind. Remember, like I said before, family, it travels an unsurmountable uh, distance per second. One or billion miles per second, you know what I'm saying? So it's incredible. For those that have Sogo drops, platinum drops, now's the time. Go and get your drops, you know what I'm saying? Take the drops underneath your tongue because it's going to create a euphoric, laid-back feeling, you know what I'm saying? It's going to put your mind in a particular state. But now you can tap into the pineal as we go into this particular meditation. I mean, as we go to that triple... Black darkness, you know, where the magic is really raw at. You know what I'm saying? Um, Indeed. For the family out there, send your brother Red Pill some energy, some magic, so I could do some magic down here in Tennessee tomorrow and wake the youth up, you know what I mean, and plant these seeds so we could uh, collectively, you know, so they could join the collective with the information that, that they're, with the light that is being shined on them. Okay, so let's focus on 10 on that. Find yourself in a dark place, you know what I'm saying? You can turn off your computer monitors without cutting off your computer. Find yourself seated with your feet flat to the floor, back straight, and on the chair. Palms, the edge of the knee, I mean, uh, hands up and the palms facing upwards to the ceiling, both index fingers touching and the thumbs touching, forming a pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, eyes closed, pulling your air from your abdominals through the nose, pulling the air through the nose, all right, exhaling through the mouth, focusing your intent, okay, as we meditate to the mantras of Omni Padme Om, which stands for the jewel and the lotus, jewel and the lotus, which means the perfect balance between the masculine and feminine principle family, okay? The unification of both hemispheres, you know, your right and your left brain, you know what I'm saying? You be the fulcrum, bring them into balance, okay? Direct that in, focus your intent. See you on the other side. Money, 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 money
Brother Blue Pill and Brother Obar. Yeah. Yeah, this is Brother Red. Um, I'm going to have to sign off at this point because I do have to finish uh, putting together this monumental lecture for the young minds out here in Tennessee tomorrow. So um, I will be listening to the show, but I won't be, you know, I got to go back to the library, so I'm going to have to, you know, uh, basically just be in Yeah, I'm going to be on the show, though, so if anything... If there's any, if I really need to get in, I will uh, punch myself in. But I want to thank everybody. Love and light to the family. Brother Obar, thank you for this powerful show. And uh, just keep mean. dropping them bombs. You know what I mean? Keep up the good work. Absolutely, man. Yeah, so, bye. Your thing, Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? May them uh, students benefit from your genius and the light. You know what I'm saying? Especially energy that we just for you through this meditation. Now, in terms of, you know, one, dusting the dust off of that, that, that first eye, you know, do you recommend things such as meditation as a practice for one to tune themselves and, uh, you know, really start vibing with that, uh, that inner voice that they have, that spirit? Um, well, first, the people have to brainwash themselves. And what I mean by that is that you have to necessarily um, question everything that has ever been told to you. And when I say question, it means you have to put it against your experiences. Um, there's nobody that can say that they have not experienced some type of phenomena in their life that could not be explained logistically. And so now you have to now put the uh, the cynical uh, side or, or aspect of oneself and apply it to everything, and, and including African, you know, spiritual systems. One has to be, you know, it, it's healthy to be a cynic. Like, ah, I don't believe it. You know, show and prove is a, a, that's real. That's, that's, you know, that's a real message. You know, show me how this works. Um, but it is important to now to, to, to especially brainwash oneself about how you you see things, um, question things, um, and don't take them for whatever value that you is presented to you. Um, it's you know, and it's it's like bargaining with anything. You know, just because you, you roll up to me and you're like, I got the iPhone 5 and, you know, I'm selling it for 80 bucks. And it's like, all right, well, I'm cynical. Why are you selling it to me for 80 bucks? Is it work? Let me let me use it to see if it works before I invest in into it. Um, and we don't, we take things from face value. Like, you, you just tell me that, oh, yeah, this is what happened and you don't apply research. And not everybody has the means but the time to research everything, certainly. But my father used to say all the time, you know, read between the lines. What is someone really saying? What are they implying? What are the symbols? What do they imply? You know, you walk up to a store and you have to look at the sign. You know, you look right. at the sign and there's different ways that you can uh, evaluate a place. You know, some places... 
they got the best food, but the the the, the sign and the, the the rest of the store isn't really up to par. And so when right. you do the, the history on it, you're like, oh, you know, y'all got a lot of business coming. Why ain't fix the place up? They might be like, well, we've been doing it so long, and we've had so much popularity, we don't get a chance to fix the place up. So there's some people who are like Einstein. Einstein is one of the greatest minds of the world, but he couldn't tie a shoe because he didn't have the mental capacity to waste on something as mundane as tying his shoe. Wow. So other people to do those things for because he's far off thinking about the, the the theory of relativity. It takes a lot of brain power to maintain that thought. Okay? So when you you can't take things for what they what you actually see. I've eaten some of the best food in my life and greasy spoon. And when you find out that this place has been here since 1951, of course yeah. they have had a chance to fix the place up because it's constantly being being used, okay? And they serve too many people, so they don't have the luxury of being closed for three months, and you know they don't have right, their that. Their turnover is consistent, right? Absolutely. So the they're not worried about the cosmetics; they're worried about the internal. They keep the place clean. They ain't no rats. The food is seasoned well you get a good product, okay? Then you go into another place, and it, it's got all the lights and everything, and the food is expensive, and it, it's not that uh, edifying. So you have to use your, your cynical uh, uh, personality of the brain to question things like, well, what do y'all really mean? Oh, there's a war going on in in, in uh, Libya. Okay, so what are you going over there for? Well, we're going over there to give the people their human rights. Well, immediately, one should be suspicious of that because you're like, well, people right here in your own country don't have their human rights. <laughs> so already I know you're lying to me. So that means there's another agenda. Let me find right. out how you benefit from being or going or interacting with these people. Oh, there's oil there. There's a nat- another natural resource there. Or either it's, a, it's a, a military post for you to position yourself. You those answers come to you once you get past the lie, which is, oh, we're going over there to liberate the people. Get the fuck out of here. Now, if the United States was a utopian society and you're like, yeah, we live well and everybody has health care and everybody's good and there ain't no crime and we take care of our mentally ill, we take care of our elderly and the children, then right. if you're going over here to liberate the people, I will believe that because you show and prove. Okay. So, you know, the, 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 especially the African African mind, the African American mind, is um, has to be very, very uh, suspicious of everything that it it, 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 it it internalizes, so that you can see things for what they really are. And and, and it's, it sounds um, it sounds far fetched. Or intangible, but we do these things in politics every day. You see, a, you meet a guy and he got the nice sneakers on, his son got the chain on, he ain't got no money in his pocket. And the first time you might be tricked by him. Oh man, yeah, I tell him, this is dope. you know, I keep some money on me. Let me haul a hundred dollars. I got you tomorrow. Now, after he don't pay you, the next time you see him and he's still dressed up, they tell him, oh, yeah, I still got that $100 for you, but you don't me hold a dub. You ain't going to be too quick to get that money up because you've already had an experience with him. Okay? And so now 
the next person that rolls up like that, that produces the same uh, nuances as that person, you are now, you have uh, an educated, uh, you've educated yourself that you can make a discernible decision. Like, I know I ain't giving you no $100. I know you, you, so you, got, you need $100, you need to sell that chain. You understand? So we do these things, but we don't apply them to uh, practical stuff, which is how we think. So anybody can tell you that, oh, magic is not real. That's some bullshit. Ain't nobody can't do nothing, make me do it. Can't no chick bury my drawers and have me locked down. You can say all of those things, but at some point, time and experience will show you wrong. Okay? And like I said, the people, women that necessarily used to come see me were old Baptist women. And the reason it was old Baptist women is because through experience, they realized that they're not getting results from their spiritual system. So I don't right. see young Baptist people because they live in the life. They fall and they sleeping with all the girls or all the men in the congregation and they got the little benzo and everything is fine. So their, their emotional um, inabilities kick in. And now things start going downhill. So most times you see people seeking uh, help and, and, and counsel when they're in the, in the fucked up situation. You know, there's a saying in this religion that rich people don't do these traditions because for what? There's no problem. Okay? You don't need to seek counsel from a rich or a spirit if, if you're doing the right thing because your success only means that you are following your intuition to whatever it is you need to do to survive. Let's be clear about that. Okay? Um, and the other thing that black people have a problem with is this false sense of morality. Okay? Please talk um, the, the And what I mean by that is that the false senses of morality, morality is based solely on your mortality. Let's be clear. Things are only considered moral or immoral when they affect the mortality of the group. Case in point, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. That is uh, professed or proclaimed as a rule of morality because if you're in a group of people, a tribe of people, the numbers of people are important to this to this. Um, the uh, stabilization and the sustenance of the group. So if I go and sleep with another man's woman, that's going to cause friction. That man will be upset. He may challenge me. Now he may challenge me and we get into an altercation, and that altercation ends in one of our deaths and our fatalities. That's not good for the group. So in order to avoid this calamity, one will say, well, look, it ain't really cool to mess with his girl. I know you like her and she like you, but that's his girl. And if you go to mess with her, that's going to create a problem for the whole clan, which means we might have one less person to fight the war, one less person to produce on their farm and so on and so forth. Another example, thou shalt not steal. If you steal something from someone, most likely they want to retaliate. So they're going to want to fight or they're going to want to inflict pain upon you. That creates a chasm within the social structure, okay? Another example, it is immoral to mess with young women. Why? Because 
from a mortality standpoint, if you ruin the new food, then we won't have it later to produce uh, 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 firm citizens. Right. right. Especially with the young girls from early and you've ruined them, then now they, you you have ruined the possibility of other people in our social order. Okay? So always the most... Now, what happens when all of those things that you just mentioned have been violated and desecrated? Well, when those things have been violated and desecrated, it creates anarchy. Okay? Um, again, and I use science, and not because it's any white man's anything. It's just, it just proves mystical uh, 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 teaching. Right. It proves mystical teaching based on the fact that, as from science, the concept of science is that when we, when we were in our amphibian state, in terms of our evolution, our eyes are on alternate sides of our head, so that we have a 360 view, which is used for anyone who is uh, alone. If you're by yourself, you need to see behind yourself. Okay. But right. as the amphibians moved up into the trees to to avoid being stepped on by giants. Now they need to uh, transport themselves from one tree to another. And in order to do that, one needs depth perception. And so the eyes come closer together so that you can have a depth perception so you can jump from one tree to the next. Now, because you've lost your 360 vision, you need someone to watch your back. And so now you can recognize the other people in your that of your species because you can focus on them and you can see certain traits about them and acknowledge and recognize them. So now you recognize that this person is the same as you, and you come into a a, a, a relationship where you and this and this other being who is the same species as you have come to a, a, an agreement. And so now that person is looking north while you're looking south. And so you you don't need to watch your back because somebody else is watching your back, okay? Right. And absolutely. And so that is a part of the evolution that we need one another in order to survive. So when you violate the morality of the clan and you create anarchy, you are effectively uh, shortening the time of the species because now I have to evolve to uh, to to fit my, my, my needs, okay? Um, and so those morals are only from a, a societal standpoint. They only serve society. They don't serve the individual spirituality, okay? And what I mean by that is the individual uh, spirituality is your conversation with God. When you go to a diviner in a traditional African to this um, religion, you go and you get divine, and it is specific for you. It is what God has in store for you or what you profess before God in terms of what accomplishments that you would achieve, okay? Morals are not handed down by God because animals don't have morals, and they are of God. Actually, they're before us. So their antiquity, is, is, you can't question it. So they don't have morals, but they are of God. They're pure of God. 
Morals is a human, that's a human condition. So because we need to have societies because we don't live individualistically. So we need to have someone to watch our back, to help feed us, to help appropriate all of these different, you know, uh, social um, nuances. But spirituality is on a different echelon than that. Okay? So morality has to do with the harmony of a group because it doesn't work if it's not a group because the morality can change based on the group. If you, if the people are marauders and they're rapers and, then, and that's what their custom is and that's how their group is propagated, then that's what they will propagate. They're going to rape and pillage people because that's how their clan is able to survive. So their moral code is different from yours. Now, their moral code might be, okay, if I take 20 shillings of gold from this town, it is morally correct for me to share half with you. Okay? So their moral standard is based on their mortality. Um, So the Mongols are considered morally um, inadequate to the Chinese dynasty. Like, like these motherfuckers are savages. But in the society of the Mongols, what they're doing is is, um, necessary. Right. It's necessary. So you Not can't. Right. Absolutely. So the morals, when people apply morals to God, that's a, that's that's incorrect. Moral is a, the morals are the collective consciousness of a people who decide how they are going to live in harmony. That's what morals represent. And black people have attached this morality to themselves about things, and. It's funny, like the black folks would be like, "Oh, you gonna kill a chicken, right?" And the same dude or the same woman got a man who done shot five black men and killed them all. But she's she's got some moral dilemma about me killing some chicken. You can't be serious. <laughs> My baby father named Killer. <laughs> yeah, baby father named Killer, and she's talking about you about to kill that chicken. Oh my gosh! Like, are you serious? <laughs> again, her mort- her morality is based on her mortality. She right. feels with the killer because the killer in her in her environment, killers are necessary because somebody might kill you. So she feels safe with the killer. So right. now it's not morally wrong for him to do that because that's a part of their survival. You can identify, right? Absolutely, because she's the like, you know what? Amongst the survival of the fittest, he's fit. Exactly. He's fit. And so I have nothing morally to say the about his you doing. Yeah, that's spooky. That's outside of the structure of what we have convened around us and the moral code that we have erected to protect it. Exactly. We might exactly. have to spill a nigga blood, but we ain't killing no chickens, homie. Where they do that at? We ain't in the bush. Exactly. That's how they do it. Let, let, let. Taquan smack her on the corner, she don't get her brother or her boyfriend or her cousin to go kill this mother. Lay him down. I don't give a fuck. Do what you got to do. You understand? Yeah. So, and then, and again, don't come back here for something done. They start wigging, you know what I'm saying? Putting that battery fully charged. So it's 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 a matter of perception in terms of morality. Not even perception; it's a matter of um, environment and circumstances. Okay, because it is morally correct 
for Muslims in Mali and and and, and other parts of West Africa to to circumcise young women. That's morally correct to them. Did that, but we could go. Oh, that's not correct, and X, Y, and Z. But that's their moral. That's their morality. Right. They think that that's cool. You understand? Right. And for, for oh, whatever, it's, it's, I'm not going to justify. I'm not going to sit here and try to justify and say, oh, well, because the women were permitted. I'm not going to even attempt to say no crazy shit like that. But I will say to them, it is morally acceptable for them to circumcise young women. Okay, so. The morality, we get on this morality thing about Jesus and Muhammad and and, and Abraham and Elon, all of that bullshit. That shit is not real. Even in terms of the, listen, within local meat traditions, quote-unquote Santeria, people are trying to apply their morality to things. Oh, so I'm about to lie the reach of goodness. Let me tell you something. In the corpus, and litany of Obatullah in the stories. Obatullah has killed many and will continue to kill many for uh, 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 freedom and to uh, assert necessarily his moral code, okay? There's an there's a, a, a avatar of Obatullah that is a strictly associated to war, right. okay? Shout out to Obatullah, indeed. Absolutely. There's a... There's a, there's a uh, avatar of what we call Camino, a road of Obatullah, who is called Ajaguna, which literally means war dog. That's mm-hmm. what he does. And so he is he is uh, insatiable when it comes to war. Yeah, so he yes, gets indeed. the paradigm that is put up against uh, uh, of Obatullah as being about purity and piety. No, 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 no. Okay? Those are human inventions. Okay. What Obatullah necessarily represents is mystery. The concept of white cloth has nothing to do with purity. It has everything to do with with science in terms of the, the white light. White light, if I put a flashlight in your eyes, you can't see. So the light, God is the entity that is beyond the light, is behind the actual light. So Obatullah is the representation of, of that shroud of mystery, which is God, which will always, and I mean this, always be present. The mystery of God will never be solved. Understand that. Some scientists could put, they could create the fake universe with with this large chamber, vacuum chamber. They could do all of that they want to. But understand, nobody, nobody will ever figure out what came first, the chicken or the egg. Because that's the mystery of God, and so once you have solved that mystery, then there's no, there's even no sense to even exist. Right. Okay. So when we're looking at the morality, black people apply morals that don't apply to them. You know, you can say, "Oh, young boys out there selling crack, and it's illegal, and that's morally wrong." But that was the same thing was said about Bobby Johnson and them when they were running numbers, but now it's a part of it's an institution, a part of the government. Let's be clear. So the morality is yeah. in the hands of he who necessarily labels what is right or wrong. Okay? Mm. So we have to get off separate our moralities from our spirituality. Okay? The church ain't got 
squat to say about the morality. You are there to provide me with spiritual edification. You are not here to 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 uh to chastise me morally. You are here to provide me with a spiritual vehicle or conduit so that I may talk to the most high and let the most high necessarily uh uh impact me with, with his morals. Okay? Because there are some people that based on their, their experience and in life, they are forced to be assholes. And that is their mechanism of survival. Mm. Okay. So you can say, oh, well, he's a jerk and he should be more loving. Well, how do you say that to someone who necessarily grew up to a, 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 a drug addict parent and has been lied to every step of their life and has had no, no uh, nurturing and no support, no ambitious support, any of those things. So when that person comes out and they are the byproduct of an untru- and they become untrusting and conniving and things of that nature, how do you necessarily chastise them about their moral, um, their their moral? Yeah, they make up. Yeah, how do you how do you say that? Okay, so we yeah. have to. You can't you can't say anything about someone who has come from the bottom and has has maintained themselves because people's concept of morality is subjective and it's subjected to that particular person. It's in the eye of the beholder. It changes with everyone else. So you cannot subject Lose. somebody else to what your code is. Lose. Okay? Lose. As they say in, 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 in spiritual means to lose, lie to you. Because that's, that's the situation, okay? And so when you understand that, you understand that, quote, unquote, religion is created to, for society. It is an institution. It has nothing to do with spirituality. Okay? That's why the three major religions omitted the magic so that people would not have the power to necessarily be individuals because they need you to be a part of the beehive. Okay? So that you follow the moral code that they have set. If I allow you to, to connect with the ethers and the ethers, because... And what I'm about to say may sound very, um, very uh, 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 awkward and uncomfortable for most people. But understand this: when we and I talked about this before, about the omnipotence and omnipresence of God, He is in all things, good and bad. Right now, imagine. We can sit there and talk about the crazy white boy who shot up Sandy Hook all day. But imagine if the creator, the God force, approached him and he loved God so much that God told him to do the unthinkable. That's a dilemma. Okay? Because it is necessary for things to die on this planet. Let's be clear about that. And because human beings are at the top of the food chain, our prey is ourselves. Okay? Mm. So, if God works in mysterious ways, is it impossible to 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 think that the the the, the, the spirit or the, the God spirit came and affected that man to the point where he shot his own mother in the head 
and came there to shoot down children. And from that act, benevolence is born. Let's be clear about that. Black children have been getting shot in schools since I was in school. Word. I'll example. When I was in high school, there was a shooting at Thomas Jefferson High School. The dude's name was Khalil something. I was in Spofford with him. Okay? He shot the teacher, and he shot this kid named Ian from, from Linda Boulevard. Right? Now, that act, you know, they put him in jail. They made a, a little media something about that. But now, 20 years later, right? that same act of somebody could walk into a school. And people get, I, I mean, honestly, maybe children do, do need to have an armed guard there to protect them if we necessarily say that they are our guests. Let's be clear. And not just an armed guard, but a, a, a peace officer. So when there is a fire drill, there is somebody that has the courage to go back inside the school and get the children, all of these different things. Okay, but right. the fact is that that young man, that quote unquote crazy young man who shot up the school, created a buzz enough for people to talk about the issue of where our children's safety is. So out of malevolence came benevolence. Let's mm. be clear. And so people talk about their love for God, but really, would you do what God would? Would you do what God told you to do if it was told? if it was something that you were taught to be heinous or insidious? Right. You understand? So That's that Joe shit, right? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, and we can go on and on with people who are, who are deemed crazy have explained over and over, God told me to do it. And you go, oh, or the devil. Yeah. Or he's just, crazy. Man, just, you know, just the other hand on it with, with another with a different glove, but that's yeah, a whole other story. Left in the right hand. That's all. Now, the I do hand. want to say this. Right, we do have 15 minutes to the live stream left. I want the family to call in 347-637-2135. We do have a plethora of hands up in the call queue, so I want to start getting to some callers. You know what I'm saying before. We cut the live feed off. So, family, please call in 347-347. That is 347-637-2135. All right, y'all? I'm going to go to the first caller if that's okay with you. Sure. All right. We got a caller from the 310-689-310 caller. Peace. Peace, man. Peace. Peace, man. This is uh, this Rashid. I'm sitting at the feet of the master, listening, listening to Obad go in. You is we out here in California sitting, listening. We talk about man. This guy's a grown ass man. You is going in tonight. You heard? People, <laughs> you always go in, but this is that uh, grown folk talk tonight. You, you're doing an awesome Dude. job. I just want to ask a question and get off the line and uh, hear you hear you go in on this. I want to know. Uh, the correlation between um, and uh, uh, initiation and the uh, developmental psychology. What does the uh, initiation? What are the components of initiation that uh, that develop the psychology and make people actually be hands-on in the uh, process that we call phenomenally magic? You know, wh- where's the initiation play 
in reference to uh, the psychology and the dynamics of, of mind. And I'm going to hang up the phone. And, no, no, uh, I want to ask you a question you. before you hang up. I need to ask you a question about magic as it pertains to this event that we just saw this past weekend. But please continue, Oba. Um, well, the fact of initiation, initiation is there to open your, uh, for lack of words, your third eye. Okay? And in all initiations, one has a sponsor, someone who thinks that you have the minerals or the uh, the fortitude to actually see what they what they see, and that person is is your guide to show you to identify those things that you are unaware of, and what that does for the psychology is that, especially in African traditional religion or traditions of rituals, you are put to become an individual. You are now uh, measured by your deeds and your merits, okay? And that what that does psychologically, when you sit before a divination and you are told specifically what you, what is required of you from the mysteries or the unseen, it gives you the understanding that, one now has to be uh, responsible and and accountable for one's actions, okay? And so, and you really, again, we're going back to the morality issue. It's not immoral that you kill somebody in the defense of yourself. And so the 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 uh, uh, the Ten Commandments they don't make reference to the uh, the fine print, okay? And so what happens is when you are given your calling or what you came to do, that empowers you to understand that the decisions that you make, you must live with them and that you are able, that you are in control of your reality. You control your reality. If you don't like the way people teasing you, it is up to you to necessarily change your your the, your perspective that people have of you. It's up to you to change that. Um, and I'm going to use something as mundane as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, his confidence is, 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 is he doesn't have any confidence. They laugh at him and they make fun of him and he's not worthy. So it is, you know, the uh, his guide who happens to be Santa Claus necessarily guides him and gives him the fortitude that you can do this, and he pumps him up. And so he initiates him by putting him in the front of the pack. So he pushes him to the test. See, initiation, mm. what it does is it measures what how what kind of person you are so that the the other, the, the large, the, 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 the cultic group or the society or the tribe is now, they have a benchmark for you. They know what you're capable of, and so they now know how to process you, know how to compartmentalize you and what you're built for. Oh, okay, he was good at climbing the tree. All right, so he might be good to, to, to be a gatherer. But when it came time to chase the boar down, he didn't have the minerals for that. So he's not going to be a hunter. And it categorizes you and so that you find a space in, this, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the total sum as an individual, okay, um, you find yourself, and so the the psychology is to build you up 
to be responsible for who you are. See, everybody, the wheel works when everybody is doing their fucking job. If I tell right. you, look, look, Rashid, I need you to do this, and Blue Pill, I need you to do this, and Red Pill, I need you to do that, and when if you're confident about what your job is, the total sum of whatever we're doing will move fluidly. Hmm. But if you are not confident and are unsure about who you are, and now I put you to do something. I'm like, oh, I need you to keep pushing the wheel. And you're like, well, okay, and you try, but you don't have the muscles for that. Then we, we then the wheel doesn't move, and the whole the whole production doesn't go. But if the initiation, in terms of it gives us at a, at the peak time, at the time when you are finding yourself in your adolescence, you're you're discovering who you are, and I see where your what your uh, your merits are or what the level of ability that you have, I'm now as a society, as a group, as a large, and responsible. So it, it shares the responsibility into the individual as well as the total group, okay? And that's what it does to the psychology of people in terms of empowering them to take charge of their lives. Monotheism takes you takes the, 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 the responsibility it takes the power out of you in your life. You put it all in the minister's hands, and he puts it in God's hands, and or oh, Jesus' hands, and Jesus puts it in God's hands. <laughs> when, when you're in a society, in an, in an indigenous society, you that's you're told when the diviner divines and tells you, oh, I got you have to find a squirrel, a black squirrel. The diviner is not telling you something that he knows that you can't do. He's giving you exactly what you're capable of, saying, you know what, this guy right here, for some reason the spirits say that he is meticulous and he doesn't miss anything. He's very observant. So I might have sent somebody else to go find a black squirrel, but they don't pay attention. So they, they saw the black squirrel two or three times and didn't know what they was looking at. But the person who's observant, he's going to find the black squirrel. And so when he comes back with it, now he is empowered because I gave him a task and he Fulfilled the task. Okay, you got everything. Cool. Now we can now start changing your mindset. We're going to do this sacrifice or this ritual to empower you to that. Now you understand that your uh, your destiny, or your well-being is in your hands, and it is it is a uh, uh, it is it is all dependent on your connection with God. Okay, that is the importance of the initiation in terms of of, of rituals and, and and cults. You must know who you are. You are given a name. You are given a position and a title and a craft that you must master. Okay, and nothing is is given to you that you're not up for the challenge. Okay, you don't give. You know you don't. I, I ain't gonna ask the mechanic to cook me a, a twelve course meal. That ain't what he do. I want them to fix my car. So when and so what happens is even in this society, which they have eliminated, they have taken away the aptitudes of what people are. You know, my father used to say all the time when he was growing up, parents told their children when they weren't good enough for something. Wow. People have this illusion. Oh, he's you want to play basketball? Okay, and you see your son is lazy and he ain't gonna be bouncing the ball back and forth up and down the street. Why would you tell him that? Why don't you just keep it 100 with him? Like, look, son, 
You know why I don't think you should play ball? Because you're lazy, bro. And you haven't got that. So that does one of two things. They either makes you uh, uh, go straight forward at the challenge or it puts you into perspective to, to know who you are. Like, you know what? I do have to deal with the fact that I'm lazy. I don't like to get off the couch and turn, change the channel on the TV. So, yeah, I'm lazy. You know what? That, you're right. But because they have eliminated that and they've given us this illusion, this, this Walt Disney uh, story, to, fairy tale, as my god sister says, to uh, pacify people. So everything is good. Oh, no, Tyler didn't never, he didn't even touch the ball in soccer, but we're going to give him a trophy anyway. No, that's an illusion. Now he thinks that, oh, yeah, I used to play soccer. So when he gets older, they're like, all right, come on, let's go play soccer. And he sucks. They're like, get the fuck out of here. You can't play no soccer, you bum ass. Like, you understand? So it sets him up for failure. But if you immediately uh, uh, start to categorize or compartmentalize what people do, oh, you're good at that. Okay, so we're going to push you into that. Okay, and it helps you to understand that when you're not a part of another group, even though you may admire what they do, because you can't do what they do doesn't mean that you are less than. Mm. That's right. That's right. Excellent. Indeed. Now, Rashid. Yes, brother. As we're talking about, you know, psychology and effects of um, out of things on the end of mind, you know, I'm looking at this recurring theme when it comes to what they have termed, quote-unquote, conspiracy theories. And this movie, this last Batman movie, continues to have many different streams that are floating out of it that seem to manifest in this particular, uh, you know, reality that we all share. You know, you got the uh, Joker shooter, you got Sandy Hook, and now you got the situation, you know, with Bane, the stadium, you know what I'm saying, uh, collapsing and the stadium being numbered 322 and the clock going off at 1322. Are these just similarities, uh, uh, no, should I say? Or? This, no, there's it, it, two ways of viewing it. There's one way you can you can you can really address it for what it is and look at it straight ahead. That if you ever watched a movie by Michael Douglas with Michael Douglas called The Game, that gives right. you a scenario on how they initiated his psychology to make him a better person. But they did it vicariously through uh, set design and actors, and they have something called crisis actors. Uh, Wiz was telling me in the, the Kuwait situation, they had crisis actors come on to get them to invade and uh, do what they did by making a, a female come on in and cry and say that she saw soldiers taking babies out of incubators. So all you need is just to gather. And this is what's needed for government when you're going into the billions and you're trying to control people's minds. But I'm glad uh, Oba set the stage for the moral thing because if we are in the business of power, then people have to also be in the business of being, you know, having common sense. How can you control billions of people unless you take their minds through the uh, the, the the experience of some type of huge theatrical event? You heard? And uh-huh. if, if anybody, you know, is not aware that the film industry is in close connection to um, to national security. They're, they have a line, like, from one to to the other. And, they got an office in the Pentagon. 
Absolutely. And the most important thing is that your ancestors did this as well. This is the art of theater. Theater. This is why we created theater. And one of the, you can read it in Moada Ashby's book about uh, Kim and theater. And it was a crucial component that the priesthood had to continuously have theatrical performances, in particular on seasons where everyone comes together and on cue, almost like you're in a sitcom or you're on Maury, on cue you're supposed to laugh, you're supposed to cry. People used to get very involved in it. And this is how they were able to collectively just indoctrinate 300, 200,000 people all at once and make them uh, respect and reassociate themselves with the grand motif of the religiousness that they use to make everybody uh, great and moral and honor the, uh, the arts and science that they contributed to the entire world in Nile Valley. So you've got to take into consideration that these people are using the same science, whooping it, and they have a what's called an unlimited financial base where they can pay anybody. You could pay anybody to do anything, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that's like that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know. So the the, the other thing is, is there a way? Now this is the other way to look at it. That the reality that exists exists for a specific reason, and that there are clocks in every cycle. And sometimes the only things that we have to read these clocks are numbers. And the numbers, if the numbers fall into place. The numbers can be utilized for you to do uh, uh, a, divi- a a divination. The, the the people of Mali, the most advanced people cosmologically in existence now, they got the serious mystery. They got the star of deep beginnings mystery. They right. allow a fox to walk on top of a drawing that's drawn at night, and then they come and read what the fox printed as it walked over the design to tell someone they're reading. And with that, I'm going to hang up and let Brother Oba continue. I'm going to hit you, Oba. I got a big plan. We need to do something together, man, April, March, April. See if we get Umar on the jet. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, got, a, I got an elder. I got a super legend elder that, that's, that's already on board. When I tell you who it is, you're going to be like, what? You know what I mean? One of the most one of the most sampled voices in hip hop history, you heard, is is one of one that in with us. So I'll tell you on the jack though. But with that whole tap, peace peace to the no ledge, red pill going for the babies tomorrow. All right, one. One. All right, let's go to caller from seven seven three seven seventy three four fifty nine seven seven three caller. Peace. 773-474-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1599-773-1
it's like a bedtime story. They rock us to sleep. You know what I'm right. saying? And 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 another thing is the story about the king. And that's why I re- that's when he when he speaks, that's why I remember remember his stories because about the the last time he was on, I think, when he was talking about the king that had to bow his head, I mean take off his crown mm-hmm. and go go through the door. And I hope I hope he can tell that story again. It's not too long, but it's not often that you come across a brother like this, and, and it's just I appreciate the show, man. It's a good show. And I another thing with the um, oh, indeed, another thing with that um, the Super Bowl. I heard that the Lords of London wasn't wasn't going to insure it and all that. So I don't know. That's just well after the yeah. fact, or it wasn't initially insured. No, I think I think I think before. He said, I, I, I don't know, you, you can look it up. Then. Professor no, 44, doc, Dr. 44, that's what you do, man. You know yeah, what I'm going to dig through it. What I did yeah. not mention is the ad that Mercedes-Benz ran right before the actual game. I got it posted on the uh, on the flash screen connected to this show, and they said that, uh, you know, they was pretty much saying, look, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and then they had, the 13 highlighted on the 2013, and they had the stadium in fire. You know what I'm saying? So it all makes for a good narrative, you know? Yeah, indeed. Hopefully right. somebody puts together one hell of a DVD. <laughs> all right? Well, Thank you, well, brother. Well, well, right, he's right, though, because what it, what it implies is the fact that the Lords of London can sure most football players, baseball players and basketball players. They insure their their body parts, right. and so it is. It just implies the whole concept of slave trade has never ended. Okay, the plantations have only just changed the uh, the nuances around them. Because right. I didn't, mean, didn't Beyonce insure her booty with them as well? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> because so here it is. An American game is insured by a company in England. The Barclays Center is insured and was was paid for by a bank in England. Right. Let's be clear. Okay, the Barclays is a is a very is the old bank in from London. It's an old London banking company. Exactly. So, again, so they could tell you, oh yeah, the, the American Revolution was for them to kick the British out. No, 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 no. That's all, that's the smoke and mirror shit, because the British crown still rules over here, okay? Um, all association. Absolutely. And even, what, like Brother Rashid was talking about, the ritual. See, the ritual is there to, in, 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 to, the theatrics are there to do exactly what TV does, or any image does. It sears it on your brain, and they provide the truth for you so that you they provide the truth for you because they're in they're in power. So the theatrics are very important and people need to understand that. They are playing out these 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 cosmic uh play, um theatrics on so as is above, so below. And so they're playing these things out. And that's what the, the the part that makes it so like they tell you psychology, and because they gave it a name and they you know they officially made it a, a science, you you figure it to be legitimate, 
But psychology has always existed because it exists within, like Brother Rashid said, initiation, within the ritual, within the iconography. All these different things change your psychology about things, okay? It changes because it gives, it just offers references for your brain to necessarily mm. accept the phenomena which you are experiencing. Okay? While, while we're on that, what I did notice that kind of made me sit up is the mention or the presence, for that matter, of the deer antler. Now, I know in the religion, you know what I'm saying, that particular um, instrument or that tool, for that matter, has a special significance. Can you speak on that? Or is that kind of off terms? Oh, no, no. Well, actually, there and there's mysteries that I haven't uncovered. And my elders haven't been able to necessarily give me an explanation for it. And I'm cool with that. But there were things that I have gathered about the um, the antennas, which I should say antlers, because they are antennas. Your hair is an antenna. It absorbs information from a vibration. And so horns, not just antlers, but all horns are, are are antennas for that species to necessarily receive their information. Okay. Um, now, in terms of in the Congo tradition, the the uh, the presence of a deer has a lot to do with the uh, the boundaries between this the uh, the spirit world and the tangible world. Okay. Oh, and so the, the 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 antlers are used for properties to expel negative spirits or to expel uh, unwanted uh, uh, ancestors. Okay, and like I said, I don't know all the mysteries and all the connotations that go behind it, but I understand a few of them. And like I said, the 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 antlers, the horns, uh, are an extension to collect information the same way a, a cat has whiskers. And I'm just going to, you know, presume, you know, some people don't know what the purpose of them is. But cats have whiskers, and their whiskers are the, the width of the cat's body. So if the cat sticks his face in the hole and his whiskers touch, to a certain extent, he knows that his body won't be able to fit through there, and so he doesn't attempt wow. to go. Again, it's an antenna. It collects information to give him for him to discern and make a decision about things, okay? Um, so the, 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 the antlers or any extension of the body is to collect information, albeit hair, extra digits. Like in, in, in Lukumi traditions or Congo traditions, children born with an extra digit finger on their, on their hands or on their feet are, are revered because they are... Uh, associated to be have one foot into the spirit world, right? Those okay, are magicians. Exactly, because we have ten toes and feet, but if you have eleven, that means you got something more. Okay, right. and so you 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 sense or you pick up more than we do because your receptors are, are further out than mine. Or okay? it's been also looked upon as that person is looked upon as a twin, correct? Well, yeah, as twins. Well, the thing about twins is that the twins are the uh, are the model for uh, special births because that is the 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 grandest of all uh, miraculous births is for two 
beings to come out from one act. Okay, so all children who are now in that that uh, court or in that category of of special births are necessary. The, the twins pretty much are the representation of that world of children who are who are born with extra sensory abilities. Okay, and you, you know. Very well, you and your brother are connected in a way that me and no other human being are. Right. Okay, um, so that there's there are there are uh, uh, phenomena that are, that are associated and connected just to the circumstances of your birth, just from that. Okay, then like I said, children born with extra digits, they they have uh, other traits and uh, and abilities. Um, Children born breached with they when they come out with their feet first are considered a, a that's a phenomenon within itself. So all of those miraculous births, births or phenomenal births are categorized I'm a, under twins. I'm a I'm a twin that's breached. Hmm. Well, most twins, the second twin hmm. is usually breached. Yeah. Okay, because the conversation about the twins is that the. The, old, the the first one that comes out is actually the younger, and they go out to necessarily taste the world first and to to check out. They're doing recognizance, and if they Indeed. if they cry, the other twin will necessarily try to go stay back into the womb, and so they have their born breach because you have to go in there and pull them out. Okay, um, so that's a phenomenon that's associated with the birth of twins is breach birth. Okay, um. Children born with a cord around their neck, when the umbilical cord is wrapped around their neck. Um, children born with with, the, with a membrane on their face or in the whole membrane. These are all miraculous births. That all categorized under the the, uh, the birth of twins. Indeed. Indeed. Give me one second. We're gonna get back to the phone lines. My um. What you call it? Uh, a Wi-Fi just knocked out for a second. You got face with the love. Move that on. Okay. Yes, I am. Let's go back. Give me one second. Oh man, this Wi-Fi is kind of tripping. Wife's name. Lop. One second, y'all. All right. Come on now. We got to be signing up. All right. Get back to this call queue. Let me go to caller. Caller from the three four seven three four seven nine seven two. Three four seven nine seven two caller. Peace. Nine seven two one. Caller peace. Keep it the homies. Let me get back to him. Let's go to the uh, 864-313-864, call a piece. 
Hotel, hotel, brothers. How y'all doing um, this evening? Peace, bro. Peace, 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 peace. Um, I guess um, my 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 comment or my question to, I guess uh, the morality issue, brother Oba. Um, you know, because one thing I can say has helped me was definitely those tools that we use inside uh, inside chemistry. Inside that 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 it is inside Egypt, with the, which are the metal metal, and um, you know they are similar to the Orisha. You know, basically one and the same. And I think uh, with us grasping the great culture of not just one part of African culture, but the the well-roundedness. As I spoke with, as I've spoken with other master teachers, they basically speak that you know those systems are one and the same. But I can't help but to thank uh, brothers like Raoul Nefer, uh another brother Tauri Ma Ma Ra. He he, he sends me so much things, so many things that definitely helps me with that moral, with the moral approach. Cause like uh, brother Red Pill, I heard you speaking one time about going through the underworld, which we have had that trip, and we were basically born to be miseducated or basically born to hate ourselves. So even inside that, I can even, um, you know, it's just because my mother is a Christian. And, you know, I definitely look at the fact that we have in, inside Christianity, or it, because that's the main religion of us or of our people, we have replaced our deity, like our brother Ashwa Kwesi said, we have made our enemy our deity. And we have replaced our deity, which is, to my understanding, or to what I know, is being the mother, the goddess, my aunt. She is the one that helps us, allow, allows us by looking at or holding ourselves accountable to that law is how we can hold that moral standard so we can provide morality. Uh, I guess to this uncivil world, you know, and I know even inside nature, everybody doesn't serve the same purpose, but I will look at us that we are to be resurrected, that that has been lost, that that has been stolen, that that has been taken away. So my question is, is to like the, the a lot of the lost people out, out there, our lost brothers and sisters, which they may have taken the role of set or the role of the the lower the lower frequency. When 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 we know we as melanated people, we definitely have a higher frequency to attain. And I would look at because I'm definitely thankful for that moral code with inside, which it specifically states on the things that I'm supposed to do, the positive and the negative confession. You know, and that kind of helps me, and it has helped me uh, to to help help build my 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 soul, my character my person to to be, because I would sell dope, I would do anything, cook, cook some damn food or, you know, kill, kill, kill animals. But now I'm kind of more mindful because it's like I'm stepping in. Am I wrong for, for thinking in a more moral uh, state? Um, but, you know, uh, help me out on that, bro. Well, all right. Follow me on this in terms of morality. Okay. Okay. If there are um, probably a billion people who existed on this planet who were of excellent character, who uh-huh. were 
compassionate people who who shared and were charitable and were wise and advisable, right? Uh-huh. And we don't know any of their names. They don't exist to us, okay? Uh-huh. Now, a man, within a certain paradigm, one necessarily finds his afterlife within a certain paradigm. Whatever paradigm you subscribe to, you it will construct what your afterlife will be. Mm-hmm. Now, if, in the instance of myself, as a priest, our eternity or our immortality is based on the fact that we are given names, and when they revere the ancestors, those names are recited, and uh, maybe a million people may be associated with that ritual name, but it lifts every one of those existences up to a higher echelon. Mm-hmm. Now, that only works, that paradigm only exists as long as there are people continuing the tradition of doing such a thing. Mm-hmm. If they no longer exist, only in the, the relics that they leave back will they exist as a people. So, what I'm getting to is the fact that your morality, is it not morally correct? Like you said, well, you you, you know, we, we, we it was a time when you sold drugs. I've, I've, I've been, uh, you know, guilty of the same thing. But when you decide, like I said, the morality is based on the group. Outside of that group, the morality is not applicable. So if you live on the outskirts of society and society provides you with nothing, then you don't have to follow their moral code. For example, it's within every major city there is a city of people who are considered derelicts. Those who are less fortunate, they live on the streets, they eat at soup kitchens. Now, it is immoral to urinate in front of a bunch of people. It's just not right. It's just bad etiquette, and it's immoral. You're pulling out your, your phallus in front of women and children, and you urinate. But if you live in a paradigm where you don't own your own home and you live in the streets, where you urinate is completely fine. And so you're not bound to that moral diagram. You understand? So the morality is only based on the community, the group. The group establishes what is moral and what isn't. God has nothing to do with that, nothing at all. All God essentially asks for is for you to acknowledge him. Let's be clear about that because the moral, understand, so God, and and just just to play on examples that are given, before Moses is given the Ten Commandments, so everybody that was living before, they were just heathens, so to speak. And they're heathens, but God never told them what they were supposed to do or not do. So now all of a sudden he puts this on some tablets and gives it to one man to come down the hill. Unlikely. Unlikely. We're talking about... If you're talking about something that is omnipresent and omnipotent and knows all and is all wise and advising, then he would not have created something where he had to go back and fix it. Understand, when you when you profess that God is perfect, you have to stick to that. 
that God is perfect. And if God is perfect, then that means everything happens for a reason. So now, so what I'm saying is nature, animals, how they interact with one another, that is called natural. It is nature. God made it that way and so. But animals don't have a moral code. They don't live by morality. They live by instincts. Now, does that make them any less of less of God? By no means. Okay? What I'm saying is that human beings constructed morality as a means, a means to measure people in the society. Okay? So if, for instance, the way women dress here in America, and they could be God-fearing Christians, is immoral in an Arabic Muslim society. They look like whores. They look like harlots. You understand? So how did God miss that over here and, and got it to them? No, because they constructed that based off their experience. If they had a problem with promiscuity and, and, and adultery, then they decreed that now no man should look at another man's woman, and in fact we're going to make the women cover up. That's a part of the morality. That has nothing to do with spirituality. It has nothing to do with God. Because at the end of the day, even if Islam believes in Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve had no clothes on. You see where I'm going? So yeah, yeah. the morality is a, is a construct of the, of the human race. It does not exist anyplace else. If you're... And, I'm, and I hate to use this expression. If your dick is the biggest in the room, you're going to fuck all the broads. That's just the way it is. You, it's only the strong survive. That is natural. And to be natural is to be God. Because you are only doing what is what the energies are allowing you to do. Okay? So it, the morality, it, it's a fickle uh, uh, concept because it doesn't exist in the presence of God. Morality is... There are people, for instance, if in a group of African traditionalists, the group collectively decrees that it is immoral to smoke cigarettes, right? Anybody outside of that group, even if they practice the same traditions, is immoral. But outside of that group, if they go to another ritual uh, spiritual house, and they say smoking is all good, then that person doesn't have to deal with that moral dilemma. We understand. So indeed. So, so it is only it is only applicable within a society. So when people get caught up in God's moral law, or when they say things like, oh, well, Africans have always been in harmony. No, Africans have always killed Africans. Let's be clear about that. War is a part of the human experience. It's a part of human behavior. It was never some utopian time like they tell you about in the in the in the, the Jehovah's Witness magazines where the man was sitting next to the lion and the lion was sitting next to the lamb. It don't work like that. In well, fact, can I ask you one thing, um, right quick, brother? Like, and, sure. and 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 I, and I guess, um, you know, I am. I don't want to take, and I, I'm not trying to take up too much time either. Of uh, no, the ledge, but I want to yeah. just say, even from coming from some master teachers. You know, and and I'm going to say Dr. Brother, Dr. Reverend Phil Valentine, and this brother has been very important to me on my walk. Uh, with You know, I'm down here in South Carolina. My parents, they were raised up Christians. So that brother has sparked a lot of stuff that was able to, to put me on the road. But I wanted to say about my eye. 
he expressed about this is how we did such feats as build those pyramids. We're living in a perfect harmony. Am I wrong for thinking that was a device in place where we could treat everybody that was in that order or that everybody that was able to remain in that order would they maintain that peace, that harmony, that truth, that uh, justice for each other? You know, and they actually, you know, is, is that far-fetched? Or, you know, am I wrong for thinking that? You're not wrong for thinking that. That's your that's your perspective, but I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some variables that, that might help you build a different perspective. Okay. In in you in Lukumi, um, Yoruba derived traditions, the first Odu, which is the holy verse, which is which is describes how the world was made, the very first Odu to appear that appears in terms of of uh, numerical numbers is number one, and it is applied the name Okana Sote. And Okan in Yoruba means heart. Now, they tell you in science or in school that, that the brain controls all of the body. That is a fallacy. The heart beats with before the brain was even formulated. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so in that holy Odu, in that verse, it says with one, the world was, was was built, and with one, it will be destroyed. One must do something good, and one must do something bad for there to be balance. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so the heart doesn't need a consciousness for it to tell it what to do. It does it just instinctively. It comes to the world. For the first time it's formed, it starts to beat, and it creates its own rhythm, and it sticks to that rhythm. Yeah, and that beat, that beat overrides the, uh, the brain beat. Absolutely. Said, fact, you can be brain dead, but you cannot be heart dead. Mm. Let's be clear. You can live without a brain, and that heart will continue to beat. But you can't live without a heart but for so many minutes. Let's be clear about that. And mm. even scientists today are still trying to figure out how the spirit of people's organs, people who've donated organs have shown up in the people who have received the organs. Okay, so what I'm saying is that that is a is a utopian illusion that there was a time when moral law ruled the earth. That is that is that is a burden that no man can carry. We are not made perfect. Understand that we are not made perfect. We are made to necessarily for trial and error to do things and to learn from our experiences. And if you don't learn, then you then your teacher will be death. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it is no utopian concept, and it, it 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 pains me when I hear people speak like that in in terms of this uh, kumbaya utopia. Oh, Africans never did this. Africans were never homosexual. Listen, human behavior is human behavior, and it perpetuates itself even when there is no contact amongst one another, because it's all comprised of your environment. And when I so what I'm saying is I'm not saying that morality isn't an instrument that is necessi- um, a necessity for society, but what I'm saying is that it does not it is not um, predicated on God's will. It is necessarily the, the the collective consciousness of a group of people who have decided what they deem to be acceptable and not. It was immoral in the 1920s for a black man 
to say something to a white woman. Understand that. Okay? So morality is only predicated on those who are in power. So when we, you start to use your morality as a benchmark of how you are going to approach God or, or interact with people or just the universe and the world itself, you're not given all the variables. Let's be clear. So even because the concept of your devil and Christian or Judeo practices or whatever, the concept that is that the, the snake came down the tree of, of knowledge. He was already on it. He knew what was what was up. And he told them, look, you bite this, you can't go back. Okay? So he gave them the consciousness. And it, that has been... Uh, perverted to, to to represent evil and things of that nature, okay? And so in naivety and ignorance, one necessarily is innocent and pure, no doubt, because you don't know. But when you know, now you, you understand, and I said, remember, I said it's based on your mortality. Remember that. So when you have knowledge, you are now, Responsible for your death If you throw the rock And see the rock go off the cliff And it breaks in half You're like damn the rock is stronger than I am And that shit broke in half If I jump off of this cliff I gotta know that I'm gonna die Right Well I ain't gonna do that So it's a, it's about the mortality it, all, it always comes back to life or death Okay In terms of why you don't do certain things Don't covet thy neighbor's wife Don't do not steal. These are all societal things. Okay? Thou shalt not kill. Really? But at the same time, if somebody is trying to hurt me, I, ain't, I shouldn't kill them? Or I shouldn't kill an animal to sustain myself? No. That is a fallacy. And that's one of the things that's propagated. And in, in in, I'm sorry to say, even some of the masters, they don't get that part. Because nobody wants to deal with the omnipotence of God. Nobody is really to deal with the fact that that God is not all merciful in the, in the walk in the park. It's not like that. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I greatly, like I said, I won't take up too much time. I greatly appreciate you for expounding on that, brother. And I, I definitely do understand, I guess, like everything inside that omnipotent aspect of God does have his or her own different nature. And, you know, and, and that's what we, we consider as angels or angels. You know, put the, you have light angels, you have dark angels. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm thinking we're on the same page, brother. So I, I'm with you. I, I definitely understand, brother Abba. Right. Thank you, Paula. What's that, brother? You, bro. Wonderful question. Okay, brother. We all have a blessed night. Hotel. You too, yeah. brother. Hotel, brother. Peace. All right. One more call. You know what I'm saying? We do have a lot more hands up in the call queue. But, uh, I'm in a restaurant. I got to, you know, we got to close this venue. So I'm going to take one more caller, maybe two. Let's see how quickly this one goes. Caller from the 215 609. 215, 215 caller. Peace. Can y'all hear me? Yes, indeed. Peace, bro. Peace to the guys, man. I hope everybody's having a good night. Um, I'm loving the bill. Brother Oba, uh, I'm going to call you Father Oba. Father Oba. Appreciate it, man. I, I'm, I'm really loving it. It's uh, really, really resonating. Um, real synchronistic because I was building with um, AA Rashid before you got off of Facebook. I was trying to connect with you. I wanted to know if you had given, um, if you give personal readings. 
but he said you weren't on Facebook, and then he got on Facebook shortly thereafter. So I just appreciate you for being on the show. So that that question still stands: Do you give personal readings? Um, I do, but at, at this at this um, you know, segue in my life, I'm trying to build a um, an institution of, uh, of 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 culture for the children. Um, and so that's kind of got me like you know people call me and and I I really don't have the time to dedicate to you know to serve everybody so I'm trying to establish uh, necessarily a location that people can necessarily make the trek to if you know if they're in out the outer reaches but um, I'm trying to create an institution because even within these traditions you have to understand that I'm 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 the, I'm I'm a part of the first generation of children that were born in these traditions so I'm. I'm, I fight against ignorance with, even within my own culture because people who have converted have brought with them certain um, idiosyncrasies from other religions, and it, it has kind of stifled the growth. And so the religion is pretty much in a, in a state of, of chaos where, like, people are proclaiming to be priests and they get uh, microwave uh, initiations and you know they profess and pontificate, and they give the uh, the tradition and and the uh, the culture and the science a bad name. So, because it has always the uh, the nature of how it has been sustained has been in the in basements and always been very secretive. Even in its uh, the uh, well, I'll say the epicenter on this hemisphere in Cuba, it has been uh, reduced to uh, a back room religion and so and I'm not trying to legitimize it because I don't feel that it needs to be legitimized in front of anyone but necessarily the uh, the the main the maintenance of the tradition and the science needs to be codified on this in this continent you know after leaving Cuba it has to necessarily fit the needs of the people here and so I'm trying to create an institution so that the children will benefit because you know, I'm, and I got to shout to Brother A.A. Rashid on his website. He put a blog out that was crazy where he talks about having a 100-year plan. We all are not thinking for the future, and we're thinking with our egos about, you know, nobody wants to put into something that they're not going to reap the benefits or see the benefits of it. And so we have to get off of that, and we have to necessarily start planning 100 years ahead how we are going to affect our great grandchildren, and how are they going to be, uh, you know, uh, equipped to fight this next, you know, uh, shift in paradigm that's happening? So, I'm, 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 I'm dedicating my my time and my resources to that, and I don't have many resources. You have to understand that that um, you know, uh, it's a choice. You could be rich, or you could be a wise man as bummy sometimes, and unfortunately. There's no uh, financial institution or industry in our community that can support what I'm doing. So I have to necessarily put on different hats and play different roles at certain times. So, And because I'm against necessarily selling the religion, and I don't say that to say that people shouldn't be compensated for their work and for their advice, but it needs to be brought back to a very socialistic uh Concept because that's the only way us as a people are going to come up is through uh, cooperative economics, collective work, and responsibility. Those 
that includes the South, that stuff is real, and now we need to necessarily apply it. So, you know, I'm in the process of doing that. So sometimes I'm, I don't really have the, the resources to um, to accommodate everyone. And then the other thing is I don't have the time because sometimes some people come not for uh, a spiritual awakening, but they come for whatever materialistic uh, needs that they have. And I'm trying to service people who want who necessarily want to recapture their culture. So I'm not looking for clients, and I'm and I'm not looking for godchildren per se, but I'm looking to to enlighten people and put them in the path so that I can spiritually navigate them to be come a part of the total sum which we need to be to make a difference in the world. I totally understand. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I do have a quick question and one quick comment, and then I'm gone. Um, I heard you speaking about the antlers and the antenna and the extra um, finger, would that be applicable to somebody that's born with a tooth? Sure, absolutely. Um, Any um, extra extra piece to the body um, denote that the person has, like I said, because these are all receptors, your teeth, your fingernails, your toes, your, your fingers, your hair, your ears, your eyes, your nose, they they are receptors. So anyone, anytime someone has more than another person, it just denotes that that extra one is has a foot in the other uh, reality. Okay. Okay. Um, and so that 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 it applies to teeth. It applies to um, you know, uh, even uh, cysts and things of that nature, or moles. Even moles have a connotation to a spirituality as well. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Thank you, um, Brother Blue. Hey. Yes, sir. Can 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 I get that thirty seconds? Is that okay? Yes, sir. All right. Let's go. I close the door and shut the world out. I let the stage burn, relax, and I breathe deep. Relief needed. Thinking, should I have my hair checked? I haven't envisioned the things I haven't did yet. Scenes from another life, and I'm not dead yet. I know the whole plot to books I haven't read yet. Illuminated. Am I dreaming or hallucinating? Or is this something bigger that I can't explain with statements? Hmm. Life through my eyes is a blur, filled with bits of joy and tons of pain and loads of information from the books whose pages I consume like vegetation. My formal years of schooling didn't teach me a damn thing, except how to sell drugs, hustle, and gangbang. With so much focus on bullshit, I went to the church and found the same thing in the pulpit, so I followed the spiritual force. That lighten myself is all that seemed to keep my spirit on course. So I'm my own God, and I can make it in your world if I did it in my own mind. And I'll do it in my own time. But that's relatively easy because there's no time. So in no time, you can see me with my gold mine. So when the student, they snap the ball, I'm already at the goal line, waiting. Uh, 44 gun salute. And today, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Appreciate that. That's thought provoking right there. Yes, I appreciate indeed. that, man. Indeed. Absolutely. And appreciate today's date equals a thirteen, too. <laughs> yeah. Right on point. Yeah. All right. So this show the show was destined. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um love and light, man. Peace and Absolutely, God, man. Peace and progress, man. Thank you. Peace. Peace.
See, I guess now would be the perfect time, you know, for you to explain to the family you're, you're delving into some other ventures as well, correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, I still got a little bit of gut bug in me, you know, um, but we're going to let gut bug. We got to affect, you know, you got to um, talk to the people sometimes and you got to, you know, bend down and get to their level. And because I came up in that, in that, um, in that help that I speak that language, but um, right. I got a, a, a MC right now that um, he's uh, he's reminiscent of of a time in hip hop when um, messages were being conveyed. You know, when he was, like the true griot, um, you know, the storytelling, um, and that's what that's again, you know, going back to the morals and you know, we expressing the moral fabric of of, of a society. So. Um, I got a dude, he's from out of the best album, that's my guy. And um we got a website, it's called www.officiallab.com. And um I got an MC by the name of Jay Majors. And um Official Lab, correct? Official Lab. Official Lab and um and that just represents the fact that, you know, it just talks about officialness and then and it the connotations are not it doesn't have anything to do with gangsterism. Just kinda of talk about what the reality of things and um this is my MC, so this is, you know, I'm trying to necessarily put him out there so that we can generate some revenue and take from the industry and bring it back home. So, uh, okay. so, so we, we can build. end the show on that note. Is there any contact information that you might want to uh, leave the family with? Anything upcoming that you got that you might want to let them know about? Or just tell well, them? Well, like I said, we got the we got the website. You know, there's some, there's some things on there to keep the people's uh, attention span, you know, uh, entertained. It's a, like I said, www.officiallab.com. Um, it's a video. Uh, it's a part of a project that um, a mixtape that he put out earlier um, this year, or last year, I should say. And um, there's some videos, you know, his blog, you know, just to get familiar with him. So when you do, when you do hear it, you know, saying that people will be up on it, like, because you know that's that's what it's really all about. As long as you in the know, like, yeah, I know about that. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm giving the conscious community a heads up, you know what I mean, to the death of the line so they can hear my, you know, hear what we're doing so and they understand what the, uh, what's behind us, the, the, the curtain, you know, the real Deep wizard. Family. So, remember what he told you, this is, this is off of official ads, you know what I'm saying, brown paper bag style. This is serious. I hate the track name serious. This is the artist, the brother. The name again? Jay Mazes, official laugh. There you go. The whole family. Red and blue pill. Let's get it. Shout out my man A. A. Rashid. Yeah. Shout out Brother Chris. Brother Chris, that's my guy. Shout out the whole family. Joe Congo. My whole family, man. Brother Salam and all that, man. Let's get it. Rest in peace, Italo. Italo. Hello. Brother Kwasi. Tell 
Snitching on the block like I don't give a fuck Middle fingers to the coppers, I don't give a fuck That ain't shit, my nigga, I got the bars for days They come and check your nature like a nigga brushing waves Big sign, I'ma rep it till my dying day I talk about my hood too much for me to ever stray And if y'all think I'm lying, fuck you, y'all could die today But on some real shit, fuck y'all niggas, y'all could die today Brooklyn niggas in the building city, uh Bed sides in the building city, uh No shenanigans in the building city, uh Official labs in the city, uh Brooklyn nigga in my city, tatted in my veins Check on resume, I work too hard for me to change That's why they love me, cause everywhere I rep my hood From No Shenanigans, California city, from the hood Brooklyn niggas in the building city, Bed sides in the building city, No shenanigans in the building city Official lovers in the city, uh Rockin' harder than the bees that be up on the corner Shout out to niggas in the hood that be up on the corner Fuck these bitches, line you up quicker than traffic jams That's why I don't trust no bitch, no farther than my dick can stand R.I.P. the Brooklyn niggas that died up in this jungle Never against the hand-to-hand shit, we go to rumble Collect calls for my niggas that's up in them prisons In and out them jail systems forever we winning Hold it down for G-Black Live, my nigga eyes Real recognized, real as I can see they eyes Married to the streets, the money is these niggas bribe Stay connected with the realest, yeah, we side by side We bringing men over here, instead y'all call them babies He's the little niggas, round here be buckets, we ate Ghetto minded in my hood, that's all these niggas know I make a movie out your ass, don't be part of the show Brooklyn niggas in the building city, oh Best guys in the building city, oh No finavas in the building city, yo Official ass, win this shit, oh 